Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos You know, Mark, I, uh, I met Mel Torme twice Really? Yes, I did. I have a feeling you're going to tell us both of those uh, occurrences. Nope. Let's carry on with the show. Uh, No, I I met him twice, actually. He was a gold card holder for Man Theaters back in the day, which meant that he was uh, apparently personal friends with Ted Mann, and uh, he had uh, the right to use his card to get into any Man Theater at any time and see any movie free that he wanted. And when I was a lowly usher at the Man's National, which has been now demolished because of uh, short-sighted idiots... Um, he came in twice with his little gold card, got himself some popcorn. I served him some popcorn. And he, uh, and I said, come on, come on, scat man, shake those jowls. And he did a little dance and shook his jowls. No, he didn't do that. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was privileged to have met Mel Torme twice. Those jowls were just something miraculous. Well, you know what they called uh, Mel Torme? What'd they call him? They called him the Velvet Fog. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. Nothing. You know, the other day, he, he, there's a, uh, a Christmas medley, which I, I very intentionally did not play at the beginning. Because, you know, he wrote the Christmas song. That's his song. He wrote those lyrics. Um, folks dressed up like Eskimos. I've never seen people dressed up like Eskimos at Christmas time, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept it for the sake of the rhyme. Uh, he, um, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yes, he, uh, he did a Christmas medley. Which is a whole bunch of songs, and he even and they're all done kind of swing swing style. They're really jazzy, and there's some scatting in there. And uh, I, was dri- I was driving through Beverly Hills the other day after a screening. Saw something at the Wilshire screening room, the Adikoff. I can't remember what it was. And, uh, oh, no, it was uh, Killing Me Softly. I'd seen Killing, Killing Them Softly, Brad Pitt, yes, right? right. I, saw, I saw that at the Adikoff. And so I'm ba- driving back through Beverly Hills. And anyone who knows Beverly Hills at Christmas time... It is decked out, right? Oh, yeah. It is lights, and yeah, you got junk over, the, over Wilshire Boulevard, and there's a great big Santa with, the, with reindeer that's suspended up above the intersection of Santa Monica and Wilshire. It's a big deal. And so I tuned on XM4, which is all the classic Bing Crosby and all the classic Christmas songs, getting in the spirit. The, the Mel Torme medley comes on. I was scatting and shaking and swinging in the car, singing along, and I look over there like five people on the sidewalk at the lights staring at me like I'm completely out of my mind. Now, why would that be bad? Whereas when you normally in L.A., when you pull up to a light, yes, there's some guy rocking out to some like horrible, <laughs> just like hip hop song, which is <laughs> nothing but like like a like 120 decibels of bass, yes, and a bunch of swearing in the lyrics, yes, and somehow they get to just you know they, they get, get to a, rock they, out to that. But I, you, the Velvet Fog, you get laughed at. I know, isn't that funny? Not fair. It's not fair at all. I was in the spirit of the season. Damn it, you were. I was. That is correct. This is, of course, our holiday show. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, normally we really go out of our way to get some uh, get some Hanukkah stuff in here. We got none this year. What? Well, the Jewish DVD distributors they did they didn't come through for me. Uh, I don't know. Well, why. they're cheap. They, yeah, thank you. Because they can't. You see, the see, you Jewish. can say that. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. I'm of the uh, Semitic tribe. You're of the persuasion. Yes, uh, and I'm a little bit too. But it's it goes it not. goes back away. Yeah, Sil- yeah. Silberman's and Spiegel on my mother's side. Thank really? you very much. Yep, goes back a ways though. Uh, anyway, uh, that being said, we have a, we've got so much good stuff, so much good stuff this week. It's unbelievable. We have, we've got a, a, some good listener mail, in fact, a couple of listener mails that, that have a certain kind of a holiday tint to them. Uh, we got, uh, we got some giveaways. Good giveaways. Good giveaways. We it's not like those crappy giveaways from years earlier. And listen, 
Just listen kidding. to the whole show because you can't. You have to decide what giveaway you're going to you're going to uh, go for. Because if the same person uh, sends us an email for multiple giveaways, instant disqualification. Can't. Uh, that is correct. And yes. by the way, we've become very good at weeding that out. Yes, we were very. We good. We cannot at, be fooled. No. So uh, you got to decide which one you're going to go for, which one you're going to jump into the competition for, and uh, then we'll make our decision. And all those giveaways uh, need to be – we need to have your emails no later than this coming Saturday night so that we can uh, choose the winners on Sunday and alert publicists on Monday. So that would be – let's see. Saturday night is uh, December 8th, 8th. 2012. So if your email is date stamped December 8th, 2012 – that's for all the giveaways. If you're date stamped December 12th, I'm sorry, December 8th for 2012, all the giveaways that we're going to announce today, you're good. You're golden. And uh, anything that comes in on the 9th, then that's a no-go. So people understand what it's going to take yes. to win this stuff. Oh, it's, it's going to be tough. Are you sure? It's going to be like physical competitions. Well, I want to make sure people aren't confused. Sometimes we do it like if you're the Apply fifth. for one giveaway. Yes. Only one. And make sure you date stamp uh, your your email to us by the uh, the eighth, December eighth, two thousand twelve. Not, not on December eighth, but by December. By 8th. December eighth. Got it. Yes. So is it the first person who? No, no, no. We'll we'll get to it. We'll we'll announce all the little doohickeys when we have each competition. Now, what am this is? This is a Christmas thing that I'm eating now. Correct. Uh, that is incorrect. That is actually about a three week old cheesecake that I've been that I've kept in the freezer that I really want to get rid of. Well, Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's good. Look, so you it, didn't you didn't bake this for a change. This is something you bought. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I made that. You made this. Oh, oh, god, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, get the, no, this is this cheese- isn't one. Of, this isn't one of your hostess things from the New York trip. No, no, no. Okay, this is a, a ricotta cheesecake. Not I made the ricotta cheese. Ooh, I made the ricotta cheese. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I not only did I make the graham crackers, uh, the graham cracker crust. Mm-hmm. I made the graham crackers. Very nice. That were used. For this ricotta cheesecake recipe. By the way, Wade, I'm nice. telling you right now, mm-hmm. uh, I have one more left. It's, it, this thing's about uh, it's yeah. about what is it, about three inches across, maybe yeah, three four inches across. I do have one more left, which I would prefer to get out of the house because I don't have to eat it. Okay. So if you liked it, I could give it to you, and then you could take it home. That would be fine. If, if I'll eat it like, tonight. We have a big family. That's things. fine. Sister in laws in town. In laws are coming over. It's a big deal. Really? Yeah. Wow. Very All right, nice. uh, here's the thing. Now, uh, we have a lot of gift sets to talk about. Oh, and a lot my of gosh. individual DVDs to talk about. You know, we do have a couple of other cool surprises. What? We're going to sew into the show along the way. Uh, where should we start, Mark? We've, we've, got, we've got discount compilations. D- if you, d- we get the, the, but the, look, can we get to the good stuff for once Christmas in our lives? Christmas themed. Start, start with the mega box sets. Yes. How about this one? How about this one? <gasps> you mean the one you won't give me? <laughs> Now, Wade, by the way, Wade and I, now we, 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 we can't talk about this, but Wade and I saw Django that's evil, Unchained. That's an uh, evil laugh, isn't it? Okay, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Wade and I saw Django Unchained the other night. Now, there's an embargo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, explain what the embargo is. People don't understand review embargoes. Well, the... Share that with the people. The, the studios, the publicity houses, are desperate to control critical reaction to a film. So that way... When they're, it's not blasted out to the universe that their film sucks too soon. They want it blasted out that their film sucks as close to the release date as possible to minimize the damage. You don't want to sour the milk mm-hmm. on these uh, horrible releases like Battleship and John Carter and whatever. So what the publicists do is they will 
uh, they will institute a review embargo. Well, they will literally email you and they will say, reviews on this film are embargoed until such and such a date. Now, usually what happens is somebody breaks the embargo. Somebody, it's... It, it's usually the reporter or, it, or Variety. That's right. Yeah. Now, once the embargo is broken, at that point, it's all in. Everybody starts posting their review. In fact, there is an embargo on the Les Miserables reviews. And what I'm doing tonight, actually, when we're done, I'm going to finish and file my review of Les Miserables for Box Office Magazine. Uh So that way, we won't break the embargo. But the moment the embargo is broken by somebody, they can get my review up immediately. Because again, once the embargo is broken, it's all in. But nobody wants to be the first to break the embargo. However, if you're Variety or The Reporter... They're considered the Bibles of, of, of the industry, so they if you're do not, have some leeway. If you're not Variety Reporter and you break the embargo, what is the penalty? You might get shut out of uh, screenings or junkets or access to celebrities and get filmmakers. An ang- get an angry angry phone call from Harvey Weinstein who will you know, show up at your door and body slam you and all kinds of fun things. You know, uh, uh, Harvey, Harvey, Harvey's uh, going to be a dad again. What? His wife is pregnant. Harvey's wife? Yes. First wife? I don't know what wife it is. Second one? What, what? I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, I read this the, uh, the other day. Anyway, oh so here's the thing. So, Jang, so we saw Django. Really? Yes. So, oh, my gosh. So we saw Django Unchained. Now, there's an embargo on Django Unchained. Yes. So here's what I'm going to do, Wade. Yes. Now, Wade and I had the, uh, um, Wade and I had the same reaction to the film. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm going to do. Wade, why don't you tell me the cheesecake that you just ate was the cheesecake good, okay, or bad? Just answer the question about the cheesecake. About the cheesecake? Was the cheesecake, not Django Unchained, okay. good, okay, or bad, but the cheesecake, was it good, the cheesecake, okay, or bad? The cheesecake was a mess. I really enjoyed the first hour of it. I thought the second hour uh, was a complete, just utter, com- ridiculous bore. It was like it was like chamber cheesecake. And then uh, the last 45 minutes of eating the cheesecake was was mixed. It's <laughs> a big cheesecake. How's that? It's a big cheesecake. <laughs> I, I expected something more subtle than that, I have to tell you. That was not impressive. Uh, hey, but you yes. asked. So yes. there it is. Would you, and you would, you would concur. I would concur. You had that, the same experience eating your cheesecake for two first, hours and 45 minutes. That the first hour of eating this cheesecake yes. was absolutely <laughs> delicious. And I agree. The second hour of eating this cheesecake, I would want to vomit, throw up, <laughs> fall asleep, whatever it was. And, but then the home stretch of the cheesecake, kind of got yeah. fun. Yeah. With, with buckets and buckets of cherry syrup. Buckets of cherry syrup, folks. Yeah, Every splattering time, everywhere. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable this cheesecake and the. But cherry that's syrup. what we think of the cheesecake. We're not talking about Django Unchained. No, 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 no. We're talking cheesecake, about cheesecake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what we are talking about right now, actually, is the uh, well. I would say one of the top three or four box sets of the season, really. Oh yeah. And um, uh, you know, two of the other big box sets we've talked about previously. We're going to mention them later. Lawrence of Arabia and Hitchcock. We're going to get back to those. We're going to revisit those. We've reviewed those in previous weeks, but. Um, of the stuff we have not talked about, uh, I would say the James Bond set, which uh, is still unavailable to us. Thank you very much, uh, MGM and Fox, for, for not playing ball there. Uh, this one right here. Hey, Tarantino. The, uh, the Tarantino 20XX 
as in like uh, you know Roman numeral for twenty. Uh, reservoir, is, reservoir Dogs. This is here's what you get here. This is a Blu-ray box set. It is killer. The only thing I don't much care for is the fact that it's Digipack. I don't. I just don't like the Digipack packaging. It's cheap and it's easily broken. Uh, but you know you can do a nice custom diorama thing with this. It's almost like a mural when this thing folds out, and it's uh, it's great artwork. I mean, this is very collectible. So here's what you get: Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill One and Two. Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, True Romance, and Death Proof. Now, what's interesting about that is that it, you you don't get uh, Death Proof as part of the larger movie. Yeah, the, uh, the, the with Rodriguez, with, uh, the, the Forbidden Planet, whatever yeah, it was called. Yeah, uh, something. You, yeah, you don't. Get, yeah, that whole <laughs> mess, that horrible thing that we we had to see and suffer through. Uh, now, I'm not a huge fan of Death Proof. I think it's almost more of a short film than anything else. But it's it's here. Uh, kind of as a standalone thing contributing to the rest of the, uh, the, the oeuvre. Now, it's nice that they got Reservoir Dogs in there uh, because that's not necessarily part of the, uh, you know, this is, these are all different. This is Lionsgate and Warner Brothers and, you know, uh, Dimension. I mean, these are, these are a lot of different companies that all had to sort of come together for this. And I didn't think that they'd actually be able to negotiate Reservoir Dogs being in here, but they, but they did. So, you know, you, you got all these different companies came together and uh, the amazing thing about this, every single one of these films is either rated R or not rated. There's not a PG-13 anywhere to be found. I, I love that. I do, too. So, uh, honestly, the transfers are all uniformly good, some better than others. Obviously, Reservoir Dogs is, is you know, the, the individual companies all took care of their own mastering. So, at Reservoir Dogs is not as amazing, obviously, as the two Kill Bill films, which are gorgeous. Inglorious Bastards is gorgeous. Pulp Fiction, gorgeous. Uh, Jackie Brown, middling. Uh, True Romance is fine. Death Proof is, you know, it's supposed to look like crap. But these are the same Blu-ray transfers that were available in the previous Correct. releases. And Kill Bill ones. 1 and 2, not the whole bloody affair. It's, it's not, it's, this is just the, the original theatrical versions. We're still waiting for that long-rumored ultimate version. So that's, uh, you know, not there. Now, the other thing is you also get a whole bunch of uh, trailers for Django Unchained, or Django, D is silent. Um, and uh, some other just, I mean, extras are through the roof. But the, the one thing that I thought was really interesting here is the, um, uh, this thing from Film Independent at LACMA event with uh, Quentin Tarantino and Pam Greer and Robert Forster uh, talking about Jackie Brown, kind of a, a reunion screening that was f- done fairly recently because Elvis Mitchell, who now curates over there, he's the, he's the programmer for everything at the L.A. County Museum, he uh, moderated it. And, no, uh, no, 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 no. What? The best extra here is what is a thing called Critics Corner, yeah. films of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Now it is oh, that a, is good. It, it, is, it is a moderated deal. Yeah. Elvis moderates it, and the other... Critics, Scott yes. Founders, our yes. good friend Scott Founders. Good friend Scott. Stephanie uh, Zach, uh, Zacharek, uh, Tim Lucas, and Andy Klein. Yes. Our good friend Andy Klein. By yes. the way, so Andy is one of the... Uh, and we, were, we sat with Andy at, at, at Django. Yes. Yeah. And, and Andy was telling me how uh, he sat there for this uh, Critics yeah. Corner Extra, and he was watching it back. When it was done, yeah. and he realized that he spent the entire like you know two hours of of, of the taping yeah. doing nothing but like stroking his beard. <laughs> like somehow he wound up just no. stro- stroking his beard for the entire two hours because it makes him look professorial. It makes him look professorial. Yes, and he, anyway, he, he was great at that. So so when you see uh, Andy Klein on this extra, check for the stroking of the beard, beard, and just know that he told us that in the Django uh, uh, screen. Oh, that's priceless. And I was just on radio with Andy on Friday. We had a good time. Yeah, sure. Um, this is great stuff. It's terrific. Just really now, terrific. Tons the, of, I mean, there's so much stuff. We can't even get in all the should extras. Should you 
if you already have these on uh, on Blu-ray already, should you spring for this box set? Yes, because the extras are through the roof. The extras, seriously, are and roof. it's everything is it's much more uh, you know compact for your shelf and the whole thing. It's great. Why not do it? Just upgrade, upgrade for crying out loud. Um, you know what else is great, no, no, Mark? No, 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 no. We don't, we don't want to lose listeners. Let, okay. Let's wait till later in the show before we lose okay. listeners. Okay, hold on. <laughs> then I'll put that over there. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. Uh, better. Uh, better. All right. Mark's forcing me to uh, talk about Harold and Kumar. You know, movies which I hate. Well, you know what? I, I, Th- this, I, is, this, is, yeah, this is really a cool box set, though, i got to tell you. I, I mean, it's very well thought out. This is a uh, strictly, you know, and, and it works because it's got Harold and Kumar Christmas in it, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas, which is mildly uh, inoffensive and mildly funny on some level. Um, it, it is what it is. But here's the thing. You get all three Harold and Kumar movies here, The uh, Escape from Guantanamo Bay and the original uh, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, in a boxed set that is essentially a tin but you think, oh, that's nice. It's a tin. No, 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 no. The tin is a lighter. It's a lighter. It's a great big lighter. That's what it's designed to look now, like. But that's not a working lighter. Uh, no. Okay. No, it, it's, there's no, it's not flammable. It's, there's no warning on it regarding that. But uh, it's, it's very nice. And uh, they're all in, it's a Blu-ray box set. So it's uh, you know, all of them on Blu-ray with a uh, nice six-drink coaster set and three-scented air fresheners. There you go. You know, it I. Decks you out. Uh, here's the thing. I love White Castle just as, as a restaurant. You, you go and talk to talk about because I, I hate all these movies, but I know a lot of people love them. I, I, so I I'm unqualified like to. Uh, I didn't like any of these. However, I have to say that I was I had my hopes up for Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Because I thought maybe this movie would be smart enough to actually have a comment on Guantanamo Bay, have a take, have a slant, have an angle, have yeah. something to say about Guantanamo Bay or anything political. Mm-hmm. Of course not. No, why would they? It's a Harold Kumar movie. These people don't watch news. Yeah, but John Cho is uh, Sulu in uh, in Star Trek. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, it's a great gift for somebody who loves Harold and Kumar. So if you know somebody who's just uh, either stoned out of their minds or wants to be or That's imagines me. that they are, there you go. Then this is this is the box set for them. For me. Stoned out of my mind. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of extras, though, especially on White Castle. A lot of extras on White Castle. And also, when it comes to transfers, these are the same as the, uh, as the Blu-rays, which I certainly hope to God you don't already own. Oh, he- uh, because we want you to have taste. No, 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 no. We we cannot endorse that. What is that? What's, What's that what? black one there? What is that? This? Yeah. What is that? You know what? I we might as well get into this because I'm not a fan of this. Uh, red versus blue. You a fan of red versus blue? It's I, the it's all based on Halo. I, I you know what? I played Halo. By the way, Halo. You, the you, original I've never Halo. Played Halo. Are you a fan of Halo? The Halo is the first. I is the first video game. Yeah. I played all the way through. Really? Yes. Wow. It is so good. Now, that was the original Halo. I mean, now there's like Halo 16, and uh, I'm, I've way checked out. Wow. But uh, I love Halo. Well, Red versus Blue has been going on for like nine years, uh, close to ten years anyway. And uh, it's if, you know, look, I don't play Halo. I'm not into any of these Xbox games. I'm an old fogey. It's not my deal. But they, uh, they realized that if you love Halo, you are probably going to really, really love a box set of, uh, of uh, Red versus Blue. So this is... Um, R-V-X-B. It's like R-V-B, but the V is like uh, half of an X, so it's kind of a cool little exactly. graphical play on the thing. Well, look, here's the thing. It's, it's a, it, was, it was a video series. It's yes. not like a 
it's not like a TV series. No, no, it's a video series. It's a video series yeah. by this company called Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's just it's just red versus blue. It's that's almost it. like spy versus spy. These opposing team of soldiers, and they're fighting like the Civil War. Bang, bang, bang. And that's what it is. Well, this is all ten seasons for the very, very first time ever uh, together in a fourteen disc set. And uh, it, it's you know whatever it's it I guess I guess if you if you love this stuff you're gonna love it if you don't love it it's not gonna make any sense to you it's just a very particular uh, kind of video game inspired animation and it's got a lot of extras that are perfect for nerds and fanboys and really really just pumping 5.1 audio that'll just blow your speakers out it's great uh, it's a very handsome box set it's big thick thick uh, digit pack packaging and uh, very nicely done a lot of these have come out previously but not in this comprehensive 14 disc box set so for the halo fan but okay yes no wait, here's the thing but the one thing that you have to keep in mind which we didn't really talk about is that red versus blue is supposed to be funny wade it ain't funny. No, it's 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 like it's it's I'm, almost like like imagine Halo mixed with South Park. Blu-rays. I mentioned they're Blu-rays, right? Yes. This is all Blu-ray. Yeah. But I'm just saying that because we didn't really talk yeah. about it that extensively. Yeah. But I just want to remind people that it is like South Park meets Halo. Yeah, it is, but it's it, it's it's it, it's it, it, you ha- it, unless you sort of are. I don't know. I, I I don't find it funny. I don't find it entertaining. But that's just me. Well, because you 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 don't like first-person shooters. You don't like video games. So if someone's going to spoof video games, it is lost on you. All right, Mark. I'm over here. I'm I'm going through it. Hang on. Uh, Wade vamp, is... Uh, okay, I'm going to vamp. So uh, right now we have a uh, some animated uh, gift sets to talk about. And by the way, yeah. we do have a bunch of giveaways. We have not even talked oh, about no. our first giveaway. Oh, we have giveaways and surprises. We haven't even gotten there yet. You know what, Mark? Uh, a lot of our fans... Forget about those those Halo guys. Forget about the red versus blue. We have more... We have better fighters. The next two things we're going to talk about, these are real fighters. These are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. All 10 seasons of Teenage Mutant Turtles on 23 DVDs in a boxed set that looks like a toy because it is. All 23 DVDs come packed in a van, Mark. Awesome. Look at this plastic van. Oh, come on. Come how on. Good. Tell the listeners how cool this is. You know what? It is pretty cool. That's pretty great, thing right? Is, is that if you were a kid, you would want to just play with the van. Oh, my gosh. It's awesome. But it's the thing easy. is, the van, then the, then the lid comes off and it's a bunch of discs inside. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. awesome. It's awesome. This is a great, great fantastic. pack. Yep. I agree. It is the complete series of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, I don't know who out there loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles so much that, that this is, you know, that, that you got to have this. But honestly, this is the kind of thing that, like, if you have a kid, if you have a kid who loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they take the wrapping off, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating, they take the wrapping off, oh my gosh, they'll just go completely go bananas. They'll flip out. Yeah, but you know what? We've, we've talked about this. It's not like you're going to be able to resell and resell the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles over and over again. Basically, no. this is it. This is it. It's not going to come out on Green Ray or Flim Flam or some crazy technology of packaged media that's coming out in 10 years. This is it. So you might as well spend probably about two bucks worth of a molded plastic and paint to create this little van thing. Put the disc in, box it up, charge 60 bucks for it, and you make yourself a nice profit and... Otherwise, you will never see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again on and, any packaged media. Uh, and by the 193 episodes and three hours of special features, which is way too much for this stuff, but uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. A lot of fun. That's right, uh, Don, Donatello. 
Now, if you feel like, no, Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm too old for that. I'm a big boy now. I don't wear, like, you know, like kitty clothes. I don't wear, um, uh, what do you call, like... Uh, uh, huh? uh, pajamas? You die, well, p- pajamas with feet or like... Uh, what or are, footy pajamas. Footy pajamas or even, uh, what do you call diapers that are not to, diapers anymore? Pull-ups? I, I, I used to have footy pajamas that were uh, Captain America. There you go. I, I had Captain America footy pajamas. All right, Mark. I did. If you've outgrown them, who have you not outgrown? Power Rangers. That's it. And we're going to talk about Power Rangers later as well because, you know, they celebrate Christmas. But Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the complete series. This is not Power Rangers Dinosaurs and Power Rangers uh, Kafutznik and Power Rangers Kaflizzies, all these other Power Rangers. These are the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the Japanese series that, that Haim Saban imported over here and then edited into a bunch of other footage that he reshot and somehow turned into a billion-dollar empire off of a crappy Japanese show that he licensed for a buck fifty. He's smart. It's the most unbelievable stroke of luck I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, don't know why I didn't think of it. This is from Shout Factory, the complete series in a 19-DVD set. And uh, it's, it's basically just, you know, regular-sized keep cases uh, along with a slimline bonus features uh, case all packed into a traditional uh, sleeve with gobs of extra features. Um, and it's all the usual stuff that you would expect behind the scenes and interviews and whatnot, uh, even a Power Rangers live world tour, which is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Got to tell you, a little bit The Hobbit kind of Power Rangery. Really? 48 frames. Yeah, a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, Power Rangers meets uh, Doctor Who from the 80s meets Teletubbies meets uh, HR Puffin stuff. It's, Me- it, meets a really nice, robust nap. Yes. I. It's it three hours three long, hours. and I uh, it, it, it was, that was a good cheesecake. I actually enjoyed that cheesecake. Really? Didn't love it. Didn't love the cheesecake, but I liked the cheesecake. Really? Yeah. I didn't know there was a, uh, I didn't know that there was an embargo on that cheesecake. I don't know if there is or not. I saw it yesterday. I'm not taking any chances. Exactly. Warner, Brothers, Warner Brothers gave me the stink eye as I was leaving. Don't you say anything. So, I don't know. I wait, we have to do, sure. Can we do one of our giveaways? Let's do one of the giveaways. Come on, we have so many. We've got to start somewhere. We're going to start. We're going to start. Here's giveaway number one. That's okay. the paper. Okay, Steve Allen. Thank you. Uh, our number one giveaway is for Ted. Seth MacFarlane's film Ted, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. That was funny. I'll tell funny you, stuff. He's, he's going to host the Oscars next year. He's going to have. Uh, you are so not on board with that. Are he's going to have film students uh, go up there and hand out Oscars. No more models. No more hot women in beautiful flowing gowns. Oh no, no. You're going to have kind of schlubby, uh, greasy, bearded film students in dirty T-shirts uh, handing yes. the Oscars and, yes. and slipping slipping the winners their reels while they're handing them yes, out. Yes, because they want those greasy college kids to yes. become the next generation of Oscar viewers. Yeah, you know who's not going to show up at the Oscars? They don't want some kid handing him a reel? Yeah. Imagine they, Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> wins his Oscar. <laughs> Hello, this is my movie. It's about a skateboarding dog. I shot it on this a red. Is, this is my my senior thesis project script. Would you please be in it? It would be really cool for the other students if you could be in my script. Uh, here, it's not just Ted. It's not just a Blu-ray of Ted that we're uh, that you're going to win. Here's what you're going to win. You're going to win one Blu-ray copy of Ted, one Ted luggage tag, one Ted scarf, two Thunder Buddy sticks. And a mini poster. Mark, what's a Thunder Buddy stick? It's from the movie. I know, but I'm just saying, people who may not have seen the movie, they may not want to know what's a Thunder Buddy stick. If you stick. haven't seen the movie, why would, okay, you, why would you enter that contest? I don't know, just win something. Okay, never mind. It's <laughs> this movie's movie. funny, man. I think this movie's really funny. I, I laughed consistently throughout this movie. 
I, I haven't watched it yet. But I will. But I will. Anyway, uh, so you're going to get a Blu-ray of the film, a luggage tag, a Ted scarf, two Thunder Buddy sticks, and a mini poster. All you need to do, and we're going to pick the, this winner randomly. We're going to pick this winner randomly. Just put Ted in the, uh, in the subject header and send it to godsatdigigods.com. And God's, put your address, by the way. Put your address. Please include your address because we're going to pick the winner randomly and we're just going to send it right on over to the, uh, to the publicist. So uh, go ahead and send, uh, send your email to godsatdigigods.com with Ted in the subject line. And, but, but what? You can only send it on December 8th. Well, between now and December 8th. Okay, so December 8th is the... Drop dead date. Drop dead. Got it. Yes. Okay. Drop dead date. Got so it. It is, if it's dated after December eighth, then no go. Got it. But uh, and remember, if you enter any other contests this today, you can't be uh, not eligible. Got to pick one. So you got to pick. T- if you're going to do Ted, that's the only one you're doing. So gods at com. Ted in the subject line, and you're going to get a Blu-ray, luggage tag, Ted scarf, two buddy sticks, Thunder buddy sticks, and one mini poster. Awesome. Right? It's good stuff, right? I think Ted's really funny. Really good. Uh, let's uh, let's knock out a couple more of these major bo- three more box sets, and then I got a surprise for people. Huh? Is it a surprise for me? Huh? Is that a surprise for me? It's gonna be a surprise for you too. Well, actually, you know, no, you know about both surprises. Never mind. <laughs> um, you know what? If you say, oh no, 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 I've outgrown even thunder. The the I've, I'm I'm too big of a boy or a big too big of a girl. I've outgrown uh, uh, both the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. Then, if you're really mature, I would highly recommend for you the Leapfrog Gift of Learning uh, double DVD set for to develop early reading and math skills that includes also a Scout plush toy set. A stuffed um, some kind of thing. What is that? It's a little plush toy. It's a little plush toy. Oh, it's yeah. some kind of bear or something. If you're, if you're, if you're the four-year-old girl, you'll, you, you will hug this and, and, and name it and hold it and feed it and, and burp it and, and everything. St- and, st- and stroke its bill. Exactly. Wait a minute. Bunny rabbit. Don't do this. <laughs> So that's that's really cool. I mean, these uh, and I mentioned this obviously for the little ones, parents that want to do something for their little ones. Uh, this is great. This includes Phonics Farm, uh, Scout and Friends Phonics Farm, and uh, Scout and Friends Numberland. So uh, this is just you know for little kids to learn, and it gets a little plush toy. So you know you deceive them into playing with a toy, and then you, they'll have to watch DVDs and learn. Learn? You gotta learn watching reality TV. That's how you learn. Uh, and then we also have the four-disc set and graphic novel collector's edition of Watchmen. Uh, this is a this is a big deal, man. Uh, Watchmen is not a movie that I was fond of. I don't think Mark was all that fond of it either. I think we were both somewhat bored at the screening. We were I was, at the same screening, weren't we? Yes, I was very, very, very fond of the yeah. first ten minutes. Great opening credit sequence. And then it was over. And although Jackie Earl Haley was very good, he's terrific. Uh, look, everyone knows what I think of Zack Snyder. Uh, I, I'm, I'm immortalized on the internet, basically insulting the man. So, that being said, I, I do think Jackie Earl Haley is great in this. The, oh, the, yeah. the bit, the bit in prison on the uh, the, the, the gruel line, yes. is fantastic. It's yep. a great scene. That's a great scene. Uh, no, this is a beautiful box set. It's in the traditional box set uh, form factor, which is to say, it's kind of like an encyclopedia. And it comes with tons of bonus features. This includes Watchmen, the ultimate cut, uh, and spanking, beautiful, fabulous Blu-ray. And then a bunch of high-def bonus features. Bonus features all in high-def, and that is something that doesn't always happen. Remember, high-def is where they often cut corners. All the special features are in high-def. Two hours of them. Eleven video journals, four featurettes, uh, a musical video, a music musical, music video, and then a retrospective look uh, at the biography by Hollis Mason called Under the Hood. You also get a motion comic, 
which is 12 chapters of the, uh, you know, the, the motion comic, which is that whole new weird motion comic thing, you know, how it's all kind of, it's sort of, it's a comic, but it's video. And uh, you get the original theatrical cut on a DVD, not a Blu-ray, but a DVD. So you get the director's cut on Blu-ray, original film cut on DVD. And then the book, which is, uh, you know, this wonderful, beautiful hardcover uh, graphic novel of the original Watchmen uh, graphic novel that kind of started it all. So it's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful set. It's a beautiful set if you love Watchmen, which I don't. Indeed. But this also comes to uh, a point where I want to read something, because what this also includes is Ultraviolet. This, uh, this has, you know, the whole Ultraviolet streaming thing to it. And we've, we've bagged on Ultraviolet a lot before. You know, this is a stupid thing. But you know what? We got, a, uh, we got an amazing listener mail that uh, has made me rethink Ultraviolet. And I would like to read that at this point, because it's very much in the holiday spirit. And... Um, it's definitely very, very much appreciated. Um, and, you know, Mark, when was the last time I waxed serious about a listener mail? Seriously. When was the last time you waxed serious about anything? Ever? That's true. You're basically a one-man joke machine. I'm a, Can't I'm you a, tell? I'm, I'm snarky. Well, listen, um, I, he, I'm going to read this in all seriousness now because this, is, uh, this really kind of made me a little bit misty. And I want to give a big shout-out to our, uh, our listener, Bob Squires. Uh, in Illinois, who sent me uh, this incredibly touching email. Here it is. Uh, Hey, guys, I've been a listener to your podcast for quite some time now and even enjoyed watching Stupid for Movies when you guys were doing that. On to the point of my email. I have enjoyed watching and collecting movies since I was a boy. Like most people, I collected DVDs for a long time and fought the urge to change to Blu-ray for a while, thinking that up-converting DVDs was enough. I borrowed a Blu-ray from my brother, and that changed everything for me. For the last three years, I've only purchased Blu-rays, and when, I, and when I can, I've slowly started converting my DVD collection to Blu-ray. I've agreed with you guys that most of the digital copy products have been junk. Who wants to transfer a movie to an iPod and watch it? I'm sure that there were people who used this. But I always agreed with you that the movie companies needed to come up with something that everyone could agree on. That brings me to ultraviolet digital copy. While I agree that it isn't perfect, or even for everyone, I think that the movie companies are on the right track. Before I recently changed jobs, I worked for a moving company. I traveled a lot, especially in the summer. I get extremely bored, so I always carried my PS3 on the road with me. I would also take a few games and ten or so movies. I would usually purchase more when I got bored with what I had, but I always had some with me. I had Netflix on my PS3, but like you guys have said so often, their selection pretty much sucks now, unless you want to watch TV shows. A while back, Vudu released an app that runs on PS3, and the other consoles, I suppose... And you you can link your Ultraviolet account with Vudu, so all of your Ultraviolet digital copies are available to watch wherever. This worked out great for me while I was on the road, not to mention renting movies through them is fairly cheap, and they always have great deals. The second use that we have found for Ultraviolet is that our two boys that have muscular dystrophy. We have four teenage boys in our house, not sure how my wife puts up with us all, and two of them have muscular dystrophy and are in wheelchairs. We have three PS3s in our house. The two boys with MD share a room and have one in their room. They are normal boys. They love video games, movies, and, of course, have teenage attitudes. We're always having to change the games in the PS3 for them since they're unable to do so themselves. But having the Voodoo app with Ultraviolet gives them lots of choices for movies when they aren't playing their games. I listen to you guys every week, and you're one of my favorite podcasts to listen to while I'm driving. I just wanted to give you some ideas about ultraviolet digital copy that maybe some people hadn't thought of. It would be great for the bedridden to the, or the elderly. 
Uh, they wouldn't necessarily need PS3s, but a lot of Blu-ray players work as well. Thanks for reading this email. Keep up the good work. Bob Squires. Um, you know, that uh, I, I was just so touched by that because it's, uh, you know, you don't think about the uses that a lot of these technologies might have for people who are not 100%, people who are handicapped, people who have, uh, you know, disabilities and uh, and, and whatnot. It's, uh, I was very touched by that. That's true. We, you know, we, we tend to approach these things from the uh, technological standpoint, from the fanboy standpoint, from the movie lover standpoint. Uh, we, we are vantage point is a little more abstract but when you get right down to like the individual person who has a very specific need and ultraviolet fills that need uh, it's fantastic absolutely true all right mark um we can do some Did we thank him for his letter i did okay fine. thank you bob Making that was sure. really perfect for the holidays it kind of reorients our priorities and uh really deeply appreciate it um, you know what, Mark? We got how, how about here? We got some. We got some good stuff here. These are some. These I are some, love some of these movies. You know what? Some of these movies are my favorite sci-fi films as a kid. In fact, one of them, one of them, I actually had the graphic novel. These are these are a bunch of uh, of really cool affordable Blu-rays that we're going to recommend because they're they're recently released and we just think they make great gifts for people who kind of are looking. They may not know that these are out because these were kind of blown out without a lot of publicity. So, Mark, blow through them. Wade, I'm a big fan of Outland. I'm probably the only fan of Outland. Nope, I'm a fan too. Really like yep. this movie. This is uh, basically High Noon in Peter, space. Peter Himes. Peter Himes, who also does the, uh, he does a commentary on this. Whose son directed the, uh, the latest Universal Soldier movie and the one before it, which was just released last week and which I insulted the hell out of on the radio. That's right, yep. Shaggy Shek- Himes. Yes. Uh, and also, Peter Himes also directed, uh, he directed a bunch of stuff. 2010, which is kind of the underrated sequel to 2001. True. Uh, and Time Cop, which is one of the better Van Damme films. Yeah, Van Damme's also uh, marginally in the new uh, Universal Soldier. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, Sean Connery plays a, uh, he plays a marshal who is... Uh, it's high noon in space. It's on a mining colony. He plays on a, a marshal. On, on, on a Jupiterian moon. What's, yes. what's Jupiterian? What's the word? Ju- Junarian? Junoian? Uh, I think it's Jupiterbaba. Yeah, whatever it is. There's he, a, there's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a sheriff on a Jupiterbaba moon. Yeah. And these three guys are coming to kill him. Yeah. Anyway, I like Outland a lot. I think it's a fun movie. It's a genre movie. It knows exactly what it is, and it does it well. And I'm a big fan of Outland. It's a cool little movie. Uh, also, more controversially, but mm-hmm. not... From the planet Judababa, right, is a brainstorm. I love brainstorm. Brainstorm is a terrific movie with uh, Christopher Walken, Natalie Wood, Louise Fletcher, Cliff Robertson. Uh, this was directed by the uh, visionary sci-fi master Douglas Trumbull, who originally wanted to shoot this in Showscan. As long as we're talking about the Hobbit and forty-eight frames per second, Showscan was his seventy millimeter, sixty frame per second pre-digital technology, which I actually used to see. And they were they they were going to shoot the film that way, never did. But it uh, it was it was it, parts of it are shot in seventy, and it, it does that aspect ratio thing. Whenever you're in a brainstorm sequence, it sure. goes from one eight five to two three five. It like pops out wide. Not on the, you know, the Blu-ray doesn't give you that impact, but when you're watching the movie in a big theater, it's... And I remember when they retrofitted the National. I, was, uh, I went there that opening day, and plaster was falling into the, uh, the dressing room for the employees. Oh, that was so loud. What else? We, uh, also notable about this film, uh, early James Horner score. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. And also, uh, Natalie, Wood, Natalie died. Wood died during, during a production break yeah. in 1981. And it was kind of like, what are you going to do? And Christopher Walken, she was in the movie with him, and he was on the boat, and now they've reopened that thing, and now it's inconclusive, and it may yeah. have been foul play. Well, they, well, no, they actually changed the, they I know. Changed the report I know. to say inconclusive or whatever it's bizarre. Anyway, Brainstorm is a, uh, it's a movie about a guy who, uh, who develops a this little headset that allows you to record your thoughts as you die that can then be played back and yeah. enjoyed 
by yes. others. Mm-hmm. So that's Brainstorm. It's a fun genre movie. It's Brainstorm, great. Outlander. I, I th- those are good two, 80s movies. Good 80s two movies. terrific 80s, you know, mid-budget sci-fi movies. Totally into it. Uh, this has been out for a while, but we have it now to talk about Mean Streets. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Scorsese film. And uh, this is great, classic, wonderful, brilliant stuff. If you don't get this, you're crazy because it's Mean Streets. Never been on Blu ray. Never. So much Scorsese stuff has I been know. on Blu ray. And what's funny is that there's this great new Taxi Driver uh, Blu ray mm-hmm. came out a few months ago. I have to say, it's a good Blu ray because it's Scorsese does a commentary and it's got a vintage featurette, which I always love. But you know, the packaging is just sort of like, meh. Yeah. Packaging is nothing. Oh, uh, Michael Crichton, who of course is the uh, famous novelist. Who, you know, it's funny people think of Michael Crichton as like a novelist yeah. in you know, Jurassic Park and all these great right. novels. He directed a lot of movies. I know. And the first one he directed was Coma, mm-hmm. with uh, Genevieve Bougeot and Michael Douglas. Yep. Which they recently remade for television and not very well. Is it now? Was that what that was? Yeah, the recent one that was on TV. Yeah, I did news. not know that that was yeah. actually a sequel to uh, Coma. Well, it was it's sequel or remake or something. It was terrible. It's 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 a sequel. It it's a sequel. Yeah. Uh, another ver- uh, yes. You have something else to say? About no, that? I'm just I'm just admiring how young uh, Michael Douglas and Jean Vierbeugeld were once upon a time. I love Michael. You know what? I do love Michael Douglas. He he was. I do. He he's was, cool. He was good. He's cool. He's the best. You know, I gotta tell you. Um, we have another. You know what? Let's. I'll tell you what. Let's go from. Uh, let's go from worst to best of the three we have remaining to talk yes. about. Worst, okay, Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. This is Al Pacino where he was just starting to teeter and become like that super duper affected, annoying hoo-ha Al Pacino that we now hate. Yep. And uh, this is directed by uh, Taylor, Taylor Hackford, Taylor Hackford mm-hmm. who's married to? Uh, the most beautiful woman in her 60s, Helen Mirren. I thought you were going to say um, uh, Catherine Deneuve. Uh, no, no, Helen Mirren rocks, dude. Although, is, is Catherine Deneuve in her 70s right now? Uh, it might be. Don't know. I've lost track. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next on the quality scale is something totally different. A 1964 live-action animated film called The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Love it. Oh, Don Knotts is the best, Mr. Furley. Now, now Don Knotts, if people don't remember, he was a, uh, he was a goofy, nerdy, rubbery-faced, bespectacled uh, comedian. Very popular in the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, he was known primarily as oh, Mr. Oh, he was Furley. Bar- Bar- Mr. Furley and then Barney Fife before that on the uh, Andy Griffith show. That but, is yeah. true. He was the man. Made a number of movies, too, that were just great. And this is one of them. Reluctant Astronaut is another one. Uh, a lot of fun films. Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Oh, the best. Anyway, this is uh, Mr. Limpet. He's a bookkeeper. He loves fish. Turns into a fish. He turns into a fish. It's, you know what? Here's the thing. At, at this point, it's pretty much for kids. Of course it is, but it's great fun. <laughs> it is good fun. The Incredible Mr. Limpet. The uh, the best of the bunch that I'm holding in my hand is the uh, great, funky, strange, psychedelic, uh, Ken Russell, sort of kind of classic, Altered States. Oh, gather the kids around for Christmas and watch <laughs> this one. Now, this... <laughs> this movie... I saw this with my mother. Did you really? Because <laughs> I, was, I wasn't old enough to get into an R-rated movie. Like, come on, take me. It's Altered States. It's cool. It's a science fiction movie. And then like within within 10 minutes, you've, you've got a naked William Hurt and Blair Brown just, just banging, like, just nonstop. And I'm sitting right next to my mother going, uh-oh. <laughs> it's great. William, William Hurt plays a scientist uh, who does some experiments on himself and sensory deprivation, and he starts to regress. Into his collective uh, pr- unconscious, which is, you know, that part of our brain that remembers when we were Neanderthals or some damn thing. But it, No, but here's the thing. This thing <laughs> was written by and based Patty on— Patty And based on the only novel he ever wrote. Yeah. Altered States. Now, those who don't know Patty Chayefsky, he was— 
a freaking heavyweight. Yeah. This guy wrote Network. He wrote uh, The Hospital. He wrote uh, All States. He wrote Marty. Hardcore writer, man. I mean, Very, very hardcore hardcore writer. writer. This guy was the real deal, and he died way too soon. And uh, anyway, so uh, Chevsky uh, wrote All States, written by Ken, uh, directed by Ken Russell. Now, Ken Russell died recently. Yeah. Ken Russell was nuts. And we tried to interview him once for Stupid for Movies, and he he kept us waiting in the uh, lobby of the Lowe's Hotel, and then yes. and then when Corey, our, who announces the shows, tr- was there trying to run the uh, the remote, called up and they're like, "Go away, click." It was, and we never got the interview because it was just classic Ken Russell madness. He he just wanted to go home. But you, you know what the irony is? Don't you find that in a way uh, you can disagree with me because yeah. I know you will. Mm-hmm. Isn't Altered States almost one of the more normal, <laughs> nor, oh, more totally. normal visual approach? Like, here's the thing. If somebody else had directed Altered States, it would look much different than what Russell did. In Ken Russell's oeuvre, Altered States is like My Dinner with Andre. <laughs> really that's, that's the normal film that he made. It's the most accessible <laughs> and linear and, and uh, conventionally scripted film. I uh, also want to make a, a little uh, put a little shout out here to the two movie collection from Disney, Cinderella 2 and Cinderella 3. That would be Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True, and Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, so that you don't confuse them with other Cinderella 2 and 3 sequels. Uh, this is one Blu-ray disc that has uh, both of them on it, and then uh, you also get a, uh, a DVD with Cinderella 2 on it and a DVD with Cinderella 3 on it. Uh, so it's a three-disc deal. Two two DVDs with each film separately and one with both films together, plus a bunch of bonus features. I know you're asking yourself, why would there be two more movies? Why would there even be one more movie about Cinderella? Doesn't that story kind of uh, wrap it all up at the end? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. Because, you see, Disney needs to franchise every single thing under the sun. So uh, the adventures of Cinderella will go on and on and on. You can expect four, five, six, seven, Cinder- you know, Cinderella meets Bambi. Um, Kill Bill I was kind of thinking Maybe Kill Bill Like you know Like Kill Bill Had Uma Thurman It could be like You know like she, like she's got to kill the evil, uh, yeah, evil witch. Yeah, Cinderella teams up with uh, Sleeping Beauty, and they like female superheroes, and it'd be like uh, they be arm like, themselves and learn kung fu. Yes, like Charlie's Angels. There you go. Do we not have another giveaway? We do have another giveaway. Well, they, let's do another we giveaway. Pepper these throughout the show. We're doing them. Let's do the other giveaway. Um, our other giveaway. We got two here. Okay, so you got to decide which of these two. These are courtesy of the wonderful people over at Fox. Uh, you can get either a Blu-ray copy of American Horror Story Season 1 or one Blu-ray copy of Ruby Sparks. You can get one or the other. you got to figure out which one. So send us an email to godsatdigigods.com, and you can only enter one of these contests. Remember, you, you know the previous one for Ted, you got to choose if you want Ted or American Horror Story or Ruby Sparks or, or whatever else we do later in the show. you got to choose. And there's only one of each of these, and you want to send us an, e- an email in the subject line. It's either going to say horror or ruby. So horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, don't spell it weird, or ruby, R-U-B-Y. Pick one or the other. If you put horror in the title, you're going to be in the running for the American Horror Story Season 1 Blu-ray. If you put ruby in the title, it's gonna, you're going to be in the running for Ruby Sparks on Blu-ray. And ruby Sparks is a terrific film, by the way. I really love you that love movie. You love that movie. It's, I love that movie. It's from the directors of Little Miss Sunshine, uh, written by Zoe Kazan, who, of course, is, you know, Elia Kazan's granddaughter and, uh, and Nicholas Kazan's uh, daughter and, you know, uh, her mom's uh, uh, 
Robin Swicord as well. So she's, you know, she's just got amazing genes. And she's in it. She stars in it. She wrote it. She's fabulous. I'm a big fan. So Ruby Sparks, great film. One of the most underrated films and top films of the year. It's probably going to be in my top ten. I'm, no, it's I'm, not. I'm dead serious. Really? Yeah. I mean, I haven't put it together yet, but it's, it's, it's in the running, man. It's in the running. So Ruby Sparks, for sure, that's, uh, that's a great film. And then American Horror Story, I know it's got a big following. You know, I'm, I'm not uh, one of the big fans, but hey, you know. Rock on. Uh, all right, so that's our other giveaway. And um, you know what, Mark? This would be a good time to... Uh, Voxbox? Ju- jump into one of our... Well, we, kind of Voxboxy. We've got I want to sing the song. We've got two... No, there's no Voxbox this week. But but you can, you can do Voxbox because it's essentially our good friend Alonzo Duralde. Alonzo Duralde has contributed, as he did last year... Alonzo, of course, is the is a colleague of ours in the LA Film Critics. He writes for the Rap, and he uh, he wrote a great. It's the definitive Christmas book uh, called um, "Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas," and it's the definitive book on Christmas movies and underrated Christmas movies and obscure Christmas movies. It's really it's terrific. Alonzo's the expert on Christmas films, so he contributed a little uh, ditty to our show last year, and he also, uh, along with uh, Dave White, his husband, they do a um, a podcast, the Linoleum Knife Podcast, which is also very good. I know a lot of people who listen to this one also subscribe to that one. So without further ado, Mark, give the Vox Box intro, and then we will segue into Alonzo's wonderful little um, Christmas insight. I feel like the Vox Box intro really minimizes the impact of what Alonzo brings to the table. Okay. So I'm not going to sing the song. I'm just going to say, listen to Alonzo. The guy knows from whence he speaks. Enjoy. Hello, DigiGods listeners. My name's Alonzo Duraldi. I'm the film critic for TheRap.com and the co-host of the Linoleum Knife podcast. I'm also the author of a film guide called Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas. And every December, Wade and Mark are kind enough to ask me to hop on and make some recommendations to get you through the holiday season. For a lot of people, December is an overdose of sweetness and light, and they might be looking for something a little more grounded in reality, maybe even a little more cynical to sort of get them through the month. And uh, there's plenty of films that scratch that itch, and a couple of my favorites come from France, which is a country where they really know how to tell a holiday movie while at the same time not drowning you in goop. One of my favorites along these lines is Arnaud Desplechon's A Christmas Tale. It's a story about uh, a woman who is uh, dying of cancer at Christmas time. But before you think it's going to be another mawkish stepmom type wallow in uh, cheap bathos, uh, this is a movie that's way too smart for that kind of thing. Catherine Deneuve plays the matriarch. She needs a bone marrow transplant desperately, and so uh, she's willing to reunite her entire family for Christmas, including older son Matthew Amalric, who you may remember from Quantum of Solace, um, as the son who's pretty much been exiled from the family. But uh, he's back. Uh, in the bosom and uh, clashing with his sister and with everybody else. And uh, it's a it's a it's a, a fascinating movie in that uh, it's written so intelligently that you may find your allegiances shifting from viewing to viewing as far as which family member you think is actually um, has uh, good motives and is someone that you support and who you think is a terrible and an awful person. It's a very smart movie. It's stunningly photographed. It also uh, has a, it features an amazing ensemble cast that also includes Chiara Mastroianni, who is uh, Catherine Deneuve's real life daughter with Marcello Mastroianni, and. And uh, it's a movie that I I have been digging out every holiday ever since it came out in 2008. Uh, Another French comedy 
about a family suffering through the holidays is La Bouche, starring Emmanuel Bayard and Charlotte Gainsbourg. Uh, it's a very funny movie about uh, three daughters uh, of divorced parents uh, who all have their reasons for not being crazy about the Christmas season, but who sort of manage to grit their teeth and get through everything uh, by supporting each other. Um, at the same time, again, it is not a movie that uh, falls back on sitcom cliches or uh, any kind of uh, gross feel-goodism. It's, uh, these are real people and intelligent and prickly and um, it's uh, got a really sharp sense of humor. These are both movies that I recommend to people who think they don't like Christmas movies or who even think they don't like Christmas. Uh, they're a lot of fun. They're really smart, and uh, they're really entertaining. A Christmas Tale is available on DVD and Blu-ray from the Criterion Collection, and La Bouche is available on DVD from Wellspring Media. I highly recommend them both. And uh, if you're looking for other tips to get you through December, please pick up my book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas. And whatever you celebrate, have a great holiday. So there's expertise that we cannot possibly provide, but you know what? Uh, in keeping with uh, everything that Alonzo has just talked about, we have a bunch of other stuff that we're going to... Whoa, gonna... whoa, wait a second. What? what? That stack of DVDs yeah. is probably three feet high. It's, it, 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 it's the size of a small child, yes. Okay. So what, now these are all uh, Christmas uh, DVDs. Yes. Blu-rays, all well worth talking about. Totally. But there's a lot of them. Yep. So seeing as how uh, um, I'm going to get bored... Okay. Listening to you talk about all these. Yes. Because, you know, I'm Jewish. Yeah. And there's no Hanukkah DVDs. Right. What's the point of me listening to three feet worth of uh, Christmas DVDs? Uh, There's no point. uh, uh, Exactly. uh, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You got 10 minutes. Okay. You ready? 10 minutes? What? You're going to give me 10 minutes? Is that a lot? I can do this in less. Okay. We got, we, got, we got a lot more a lot more show coming okay, here. So, is, oh, well, we're... you know what? Six minutes. Okay, here we go. Um, all right, <laughs> okay, first six minutes. First and most important. I'm going to put six minutes in my little you iPhone will. five. Okay. iPhone five. Okay. By the way, iPhone five. Oh. I started using Siri. Yeah. Oh, I, I I I didn't have an iPhone four S. Yeah. So I do nothing from Siri. Yeah. Awesome. So that's that. I I write emails and text. You you talk into the phone. Oh. You mean like that email that you sent me the other day, where you where <laughs> yeah, you said I purposely didn't correct that either. I said, "What did I say?" <laughs> you, where you where you said a Kurt out? Yeah, I, I it said, was I supposed said, to be Kirk out, well, but it's no, called a Kurt. I, was, I, I pressed the button and I said, "Wait, I am uh, iPhone five is dictating this yeah. email. It is the coolest thing ever. I love this phone, Kirk out." Yeah, and it put <laughs> Kurt, and I'm reading Kirk it. And I'm like, Kurt, who the hell's Kurt? And then I realized what, what you'd done. That's awesome. All right, let uh, it six roll. Six minutes, go. All right. Uh, first off, Kino has given a gigantic Christmas gift to all the fans of Santa Claus Conquers the Martian. Every uh, and Martians, everyone who's ever wanted to see that uh, adorable little Piazadora with green face in this horrible movie where the uh, the Martians use whammo air blasters as weapons this is considered one of the worst films of all time and that's why I love it the theme song rules uh, I hope they never remake it because it is just priceless it has been available in public domain versions forever and they all suck the songs have like been clipped off and, and just it's all butchered to pieces Santa Claus Conquers the Martians has been redone remastered in a special edition from Kino on Blu-ray and DVD it is fantastic also has uh, 45 minutes of archival footage and uh, trailer and some stills. The first version that we got of this is uh, was formally recalled, so we have not seen the redone version. But we uh, we want to at least put it on your radar because this is a great, great Christmas movie. Kids will love it. Adults will be embarrassed, but who cares? Uh, we also have a Miracle at Christmas, Ebby's Story. A uh, This comes with a bonus music CD. This has Susan Lucci and Jeffrey DeMunn. Cannot really recommend it, but it's, uh, you know what, uh, if you're a Susan Lucci fan, you can't go wrong. Um, we also have Time for Miracles, which was, uh, this also comes with a bonus CD. This 
this was uh, nominated for an Emmy, and it's the true story of Elizabeth Bailey Seton. This is kind of a sort of a it's it's very very it's very Catholic, mind you, and um, it's uh, you know it, it's very Christmassy, but it's not for everybody. So you know if you want something that's really steeped in Catholicism and very very spiritual, that that's probably a good bet. Um, a little bit lighter, also with a bonus CD, is on the second day of Christmas. This is with Mark Ruffalo and Mary Stuart Masterson, and uh, this is one of those kind of made for TV things. It's uh you know you figure well they they're you know. They're better actors than uh, this movie would require, but it's, you know, it, it's got that nice little Christmas resonance to it. If you like the actors, you're good to go. Uh, we've also got, again, this also has a bonus CD, A Very Merry Christmas, as in M-A-R-Y. This is a, um, this is another, you know, little Christmassy drama about how, you know, if you wish long enough for the wonderful things in life, they will happen, and it's just an excuse to pack a lot of TV stars and movie stars who no longer have careers into one movie. And honestly, Mark, where else would you ever see Gene Simmons and Fred Willard and Elliot Gould and Della Reese and Cloris Leachman and, and Lainey Kazan in the same movie? You're wasting time. I know. Five minutes left. All right, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working hard. Twelve Dogs of Christmas, The Great Puppy Rescue. I'm telling you, the only reason you want to watch this is to see dogs dressed up in cute Christmas outfits. It's, it's adorable. Uh, the movie's not so good, but it's adorable. An American Christmas Carol with Henry Winkler. This is, of course, you know, an, kind of an updated telling of uh, Christmas Carol with Henry Winkler doing his Scroogiest, and it is now available on uh, Blu-ray as well. Shout Factory has always released this around Christmas time, but it's on Blu-ray, too, and Henry Winkler is one of Mark's best friends, so Mark uh, is going to vouch for it. <laughs> a very Thomas Christmas. This is Thomas and Friends, and uh, there's really no reason to watch this unless your kids just crave Thomas and Friends. This is something that will keep them occupied in front of the television for 49 solid rock'em sock'em Thomas CGI animated minutes. Similarly, Fireman Sam, Holiday Heroes. Uh, this is more of the same. It's, if your kids love Fireman Sam, then this will uh, preoccupy them for 47 minutes with the uh, Christmas themed loveliness. Uh, the, the Christmas Pageant with Melissa Gilbert, who uh, happens to be my age. Don't look it up. This was a Hallmark thing, and uh, it's you know another one of those kind of sappy television deals that's just an excuse for a TV actress, in this case, Melissa Gilbert, to uh, sit down with some other, like Edward Herman's in this too, who I always like, and uh, just do a really sweet little family-oriented Christmas tale. Nothing spectacular. It might be better for a rental. Uh, similarly, Annie Claus is coming to town. It's about Santa's daughter. This is also a Hallmark uh, production with Maria Thayer, Sam Page, Vivica A. Fox, and Vicki Lawrence, who I always enjoy. Uh, it's kind of more of the same, a little more, you know, it's, it, it gets in that Santa's family vein, like Elf and Fred Claus, except it's a little sappier. From PBS Kids is uh, Arthur's Perfect Christmas, and this kind of goes back in that same vein. There are better Christmas specials, the Rankin-Bass stuff I always recommend first and foremost. Uh, you know, this is just strictly if, you're, if you want to keep your kids occupied. In this case, it goes for a full hour. So if the other stuff, if Thomas and, uh, and you know, Fireman Sam aren't enough, then Arthur will keep them occupied longer. Martha and Friends Holiday Collection. This is a Martha Stewart thing. This tells you how to survive the holidays if you're in prison. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Can I retake that? No. Oh, never mind. No. This is, anyway, this is, uh, this is three holiday specials with Martha Stewart uh, shot in the, in the big house, and it's uh, how to prepare gruel for prisoners. No, nah, it's just, it's just it, you know, how to store pumpkin and, you know, how to do all kinds of little knick-knacky things for the holidays. If you love Martha Stewart, you're going to go crazy. If you think she's a crook, uh, it's going to really upset you. Thomas Kincaid presents Christmas Miracle. 
And uh, you know what? We've talked about that in the past. It's available again. It's just another one of those. The First Christmas, the story of the First Christmas snow. Uh, you know, I'm, I, th- I watched uh, not the whole thing, just a little bit of this. And uh, this is bizarre because this is one of the Rankin-Bass specials that I had never even heard of. I didn't even know this thing existed. I thought I'd seen all the Rankin-Bass stuff. And this is an animated Rankin-Bass special that I think uh, really is not sufficiently known because it's not really one of the best. And uh, that's a little bit too bad. So, uh, you know, stick with the other Rankin-Bass stuff. But if you have to be a completist and if you don't mind seeing one of their sort of second-tier things, then, yeah, you could, you, could, you could check out the first Christmas story of the first Christmas snow. I'm, Wait, I'm getting, how, how much longer do I have? You should have taken the 10 minutes. How, much, how, how far are we long? Oh no! Really? Oh. Time's up. No, no, I gotta finish. I'm okay, close. I, I will close. give you another four minutes. Thank you. Go. All right. Uh, the amazing original Alistair Sim uh, Christmas Carol is out once again from the wonderful people at VCI. It is on a Blu-ray and DVD combo. You gotta watch it. It's the best. The Blu-ray is fantastic. Bush Christmas. This is not about either uh, the previous presidents. This is from the Rank Collection uh, release of VCI. And uh, this is just uh, you know an adventure with four children that in black and white that is, you know... What am I going to tell you? It's 1947. It's a kid's adventure for Christmas, and it's kind of cheesy. It's sort of pre-Disney, but, you know, it is what it is. Power Rangers Samurai. Christmas together. Friends forever. It's a Power Rangers Christmas. They even have a tree. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it because what the, what's the point? It's Power Rangers and Christmas. Uh, the Heart of Christmas. Again, another excuse to watch some stars, some mid-level stars who really don't have much of a career. Just do something Christmas-themed. This includes uh, Aaron Buffet, George Newbern, Matthew West, Jeannie Nelson. You know what I'm saying? It's like the only reason to get this is because any money that you spend buying this thing will go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So um, I don't want to diss on it too badly because it actually is there for a good cause. It's not like somebody's you know conning money out of you. Uh, if you love dogs, we got more dog stuff. The Adventures of Bailey, Christmas Hero, Cute White Dog. It's got Santa, it's got dogs, it's got, you know, kids will love it. Uh, A Princess for Christmas with uh, Katie McGrath, Sam Heumann, and Roger Moore. Oh my gosh, Roger Moore in a Christmas movie? Are you kidding me? Nope, he looks old. Looks really old. Doesn't look like, uh, doesn't look anything at all like James Bond anymore. It's kind of sad. But he's still got to work, so you got to make a Christmas movie. Um... Love's Christmas Journey. Uh, this is from the uh, Love Comes Softly series, which I'm going to mention uh, separately in a, in a moment uh, in the TV stuff. Uh, the, the, you know, what's nice about this, it's a whole kind of a Western-themed Christmas thing, but what's nice about this is Ernest Borgnine's in it, Mark. Oh, we love him. I know, Ernest Borgnine's one of his last things. Sean Astin, Joe Beth Williams, and uh, Natalie Hall are also in this. It's very sweet. And uh, let's see, the Christmas with Danny Kaye. Uh, featuring Peggy Lee and Nat King Cole. This is a great TV special from back in the day, Golden Age of Television. Uh, Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups. This is, of course, Aww. the. Uh, this thing has, you know, Doggies. this is this is the original uh, Air Bud just taken to the ridiculous extreme. They are just not letting this franchise go. This is a Blu ray DVD combo. Again, more dogs. Lots of Christmas dogs this year. Everybody, dogs are Christmassy, cats aren't for some reason. Um, also in the Disney vein, if you love Prep and Landing, we got Prep and Landing, the original, and Prep and Landing Naughty versus Nice. Prep and Landing are, you know, the two uh, uh, very uh, industrious elves. And uh, this is a Blu ray DVD combo. This is the Totally Tinsel Collection. Disney really, really loves to milk that particular franchise. And then, Mark. Here we have we have a listener mail. We have another listener mail to read with this one. Are you ready? Uh, I'm. I'm. Wait. Wait. Does, does, does this count as part of your? Uh, no. Three this minutes? is no. You you're going to cut this out. Oh, you're mean. Chop it out. 
Chop it out. Go. Okay. okay. Okay, sometime back, we had uh, gotten an email from Eric Altieri, a longtime listener, who said, um, he, he asked us regarding Muppet Christmas Carol. And he, uh, Eric is a big fan of it, and he says, there are two things fans of the movie, like myself, have been looking for for a long time. Preservation of the widescreen aspect ratio, and the scene where the song, When Love is Gone, is sung. It was cut out of the theatrical release, but included on some home video releases. And I'm glad he put that on my radar, because I was not familiar with that, uh, that little bit of lore. And then we got the Blu-ray digital copy uh, combo disc of The Muppet Christmas Carol, 20th anniversary. And I thought, okay, here we go. This is the chance. And it is, of course, uh, yes, widescreen aspect ratio. Uh, unfortunately, nope, the song's not there. And so fans who want to see that uh, that song that was unfortunately and unfairly cut, uh, which really, it turns out, the movie is better with the song. Like, that song, just taking it out of the movie, just uh, completely unravels the film's narrative flow. And it's still an enjoyable movie, but I'm now I'm dying to see the movie with the song added back in. So, um, unfortunately, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol is not all that it should be cracked up to be, but it is actually out, finally, on, uh, on Blu-ray. So, there it is, Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, Mark, now you can set the timer back again. All right, and here we go, and the last blitz of these. Icy Capades, Chuggington... Oh my gosh, this is almost as bad as uh, as the the Thomas and Friends. This is more uh, animated trains. I don't get it. Uh, it's very strange, but Anchor Bay has released this, and for people who want to see uh, trains talk and, and CGI animation, it'll be a wonderful Christmas. Uh, the Yummy Gummy, Search for Santa. This is Gummy Bar. Strangest thing ever. I can't believe they've turned gummy bears into, uh, into animated heroes, much less Christmas heroes. This is very strange, Lionsgate. You're going to have to explain this to me. This is deeply, deeply disturbing. Um, all they did was make me hungry. It didn't put me in the Christmas mood. SpongeBob Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it's a SpongeBob Christmas. I don't get SpongeBob, um, but you know what? I guess oh, they, SpongeBob's cute. I guess they've got Christmas on the bottom of the sea yes. as well. Scrooge. That'll keep kids occupied. Um, you know what, Mark? More, ba- more dogs. Chilly Christmas. What is it with dogs? Dogs are cute. What is it with dogs at Christmas time? What kind of Scrooge are you? I don't know. Stupid uh, dogs. Uh, this is just the most embarrassing thing ever. Loser. Oh, Mark, I got, I, got, I got just eight more titles. Eight more titles. Okay, how long will it take you? Oh, three. Three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's too funny. Uh, um, Wee Man, you know Wee Man from uh, from Jackass and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, he he's a uh, Elf Man. Elf uh, Man. Look, uh, guy's got to make a living. It's the worst. Um, and then we have Mark. Doggies. <laughs> it's both the dog who saved the holidays. I don't get it. It's insane. Uh, Shelley Long and Michael Gross show up in this to remind us that they actually were once on funny television shows and sitcoms in the 80s, uh, along with Dean Kane and Joey Lawrence, uh, who does the voice of one of the dogs. It's just, it's insane. Um, really, really funny. Uh, not really. It's just more dogs at Christmas time. I can't believe how many dogs there are in these things. Uh, Young Pioneers Christmas and Young Pioneers Christmas with music CD. You can have it one of either way. And uh, the only thing that I really like about this is it's got Linda Pearl in it, and I love Linda Pearl, one of my favorite actresses from the uh, 70s and 80s. Um, if you want a little bit more of an urban impact, yo, Christmas in Compton with uh, Omar Gooding, Keith David, Shirley Ralph, Miguel A. Nunez, Orlando Brown, and Eric Roberts because he just screams urban, doesn't he? I guarantee. No, here's who he plays. I guarantee he plays like the like the evil corporate guy who's gonna like bulldoze, uh, you know, low income housing and build them all. Uh, something like that. You're in the ballpark. But really? Yeah. Who's he sort of, I'm not. It's, it's, there's no point in even getting into it. It's, it's Christmas in Compton, yo. Check it out. 
it's great. Terrible. It's actually kind of funny, to be honest. Um, and Mark? Doggies! <laughs> can't get it's enough like, doggies. can't get enough dogs. 12 Christmas wishes for my dog. Uh, with Fred Willard again, who's this is like the fourth Christmas movie that he's been in. This is just crazy. Uh, I just don't know what it is with dogs. And then we've also got uh, Twelve Days of Christmas, twelve Lifetime holiday films. Mark, did you even know that Lifetime had done twelve different holiday films? I'm sure Lifetime has done twelve of every sort of film. I'm not going to even name them for you. Uh, just know that there are twelve different holiday movies on Lifetime. If you enjoy watching holiday movies on Lifetime, they're all right here. And then uh, what she wants for Christmas is uh, is okay. It's uh, you know this is it, 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 this is not. I won't I won't say it's another urban Christmas story, but it tries to be. It, it's sort of like for the uh, what's the name of the guy that makes all the movies that open real big with the in drag. What's his name? Huh? The guy you know the the, the black guy that does the whole drag thing. Tyler Perry. Yeah, that guy. It's sort of like one of those. Oh my god! I'm being funny. And then lastly. We've got uh, Mary Madagascar, Shrek the Halls, and Dragons, Gift of the Night Fury. This is a Blu-ray DVD combo with all these DreamWorks animated uh, things. They're doing holiday specials with all their animated franchises. So we've got the whole Madagascar gang, the Shrek gang, and the How to Tame Your Dragon gang doing their little holiday best. And if you like all three of those, these are actually not badly done. I I was expecting really cheesy animation, and it's not. It's quite good. And I'm done, Mark. No, you're then, not. Well, you are? Yes, I'm done. Right there. You're holding three in your hand. These are Christmas horror films. Oh, that's a whole different situation. A whole different situation. One of which, well, I'm going to do the first. There are a lot of Christmas horror films, and Black Christmas is kind of like one of the most famous ones. That's the one that Bob Clark did before he repented and did uh, a Christmas story. Um, we also have Bloody Christmas here, which is uh, not so good, to be honest. Bloody Christmas is, is one that never should have been made. This was made this year. And it's super low budget, and it's really cheesy, but just so that you know, it's out there. And then there's the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. Not to be confused with Silent Night, Bloody Night, but this was made roughly around the same time. And you get it on a two-disc set, part one and part two. This was a big deal because Santa Claus was a killer. Do you remember this? It was like sort of like, let's do Halloween or Friday the 13th, except instead of uh, the masks, let's get put them in a Santa suit. It's cool. Complete, and people pick it at theaters. Siskel and Ebert went, did a whole show on how much they hated it. They, they just went nuts. And it was scandalous at the time, but it's not scandalous now because they've remade it or they've done kind of a new take on it called Silent Night, which is quite funny. I have to say, I thought it's, it just was released in theaters last week. Malcolm McDowell plays this uh, unbelievably inept sheriff, and there's a guy in a Santa suit who's killing people, kills him right from the first frame, kills a little girl, and then he electrocutes a guy in the basement. It's pretty great. Uh, the beautiful thing about this Silent Night, Mark, do you know who wrote this? I have a feeling it is somebody <laughs> we know. Yes, it is. It is our. I talked about this with Andy on the radio, and Andy didn't like the film. But I, I'm sorry. Anything that our good friend Jason Rothwell writes, I like. I do. Jason's a talented writer. That is talented true. Writer. He uh, movies like that don't deserve Jason, unfortunately. Jason well. should be doing better stuff than that. But I guess you know it's nice that somebody's around to elevate crap. True. All right. So now, Mark, we're on the we're on the tail end. We're in the home stretch. More giveaways? Uh, we're going to have, uh, yes, we're going to have some giveaways here in a second. What? In just a second. Home stretch. A couple of books we should make mention of that are good gifts. Uh, zombie Movies, The Ultimate Guide. Right? Good oh, Christmas yeah, gift? Oh, yeah, Zombie Movies. 
You know what? I, I said on Facebook, by the way, please join our Facebook page. Um, I am looking forward to, I love the trailer to uh, World War Z. I don't care the problems it's having. I've heard about the problems. They're reshooting the ending. They're reshooting the beginning. They're reshooting the middle. Whatever they're doing, it looks, it looks cool. Well, World War Z looks cool. I hear you. No, you don't. You said you didn't like it. I hear, no, I hear you. You think it looks cool. I don't think it looks cool. Come on. I, 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 jury's the zombies. Out. The jury's out for me. Awesome. Even though I, I have a connection to the film. We'll see. Anyway. Yes, I do. Can you tell me? Uh, not yet. Fine. Anyway, uh, we, and we also have the story of the greatest fan film ever made, Raiders. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, Mark, I, I, just, I, I just think this whole thing is so embarrassing. But this is a book about... The fan film, the Raiders of the Lost Ark fan film. Mark, you've seen this thing, I believe, correct? Uh, I have not. But you Actually, seen... you, know, you know what's funny is that, is that I was in um, New York a couple of years ago, and there was a screening of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation. And I thought that no one had ever heard of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation. I thought that uh, it was not a big deal. Uh, it'll be great. I've always wanted to see this thing. It is a legendary shot-for-shot remake of Raiders done by these kids in 1989. And I thought, wow, this will be fine, right? I'll blow right in. I'll see this legendary fan film. I go down there. I was playing at a theater in the East Village. Line, around the block, sold out every show. Yep. And it was one night only, so I didn't get to see it. Wow. But Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation, it's, it's, it's considered like the ultimate fan film. Uh, the shooting began in, in uh, 1982 when uh, a couple of the kids were only like 12 years old. And it took them like seven years to shoot it. You know, because they're just a bunch of kids and they had no money and, just, and the budget was like nothing, like a couple thousand dollars. And it is the ultimate fan film because it is considered to be the ultimate expression of love for a great piece of sci-fi, not sci-fi, yeah. a great piece of action fantasy filmmaking. And wow. uh, it sort of took on this mythic quality where these kids made this thing happen over the course of like six, seven summers. And they were 12 years old when they started and they did a great job and it is shot for shot. And the, the love of Raiders comes out in every frame and every shot. It's not like a ripoff. It's done totally out of love. And mm. uh, it became a legend. So wow. there is now a book. Where the book go? Oh, it's over here. <laughs> Just keeping it out of your way. Or, the book. Eat it or something? Yeah. Ah, well, you know. Uh, there's a book now called Raiders, uh, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. And I'm telling you, man, you really got to check this book out. I, you, you're really better off checking it out if you've seen the movie. Yeah. Uh, but still. It's once quite a story. The, it's quite a story. And uh, the director, Eric Zala, and uh, Chris Strompolis. I never knew how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Chris Strompolis. Uh, they're still around. They're trying to work on independent film projects. But really, they will always be known for Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation from 1989. Amazing. This book is the making of that Fan film, so check it out. These guys are from Miss. They're, they're, they're like from Mississippi, a bunch of twelve-year-olds from Mississippi. Phenomenal. I'm impressed. Seriously, I'm impressed. So now we got we got some TV, and then uh, we're going to wrap out with uh, some uh, little compilation things, and a very very and, and uh, in the TV we got one more giveaway, one more series of giveaways, which are really cool, and then we're going to wrap out with a very very cool special surprise. So, How come Mark, talk about. You, you, is this, wait, what? is this a surprise I know about or that I don't know about? Yeah, you know about it. You've just forgotten about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay, finally on Blu-ray, we have the complete series of Entourage. This is, uh, on, it's on DVD also, but you know what? Don't do that. Yeah. The, the, the DVD has like a copper tinge to it and the Blu-ray has a blue tinge to it. I don't know what made them think that that would be. Because they're the same size, same form factor. So be careful. Don't think it's like a season one and a season two deal. No, but the weird thing is that the DVD, 
has all 96 episodes on 18 discs. Yeah. The Blu-ray has 96 episodes yeah. on 18 discs. Yeah, I know. What's the point of that? Well, I... How, 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 many, how much more can you fit on a Blu-ray than you can on a DVD? Higher resolution. It's higher resolution. That. You know. Anyway, this thing ran on HBO from uh, 2004 to 2011. Um, you know, I have to tell you that um, uh, I, I, I was really on and off with this show, but my agent... At the time, around this time, I, I had an agent. This is back when I gave up on my career. Um, this is back when I had a career, but now I've given up on it. Yes. Uh, my agent at the time with ICM, great agent, great guy. Uh, he literally was the Jeremy Piven character in Entourage. Wow. Or should I say the Jeremy Piven character in Entourage is so spot on as to how an agent acts, looks, thinks, Talks totally. the whole nine yards. I, I mean, it is. I mean, Jeremy Piven is so spot on in the show. I loved it. I love Jeremy. I, every second of that guy, he earned every Emmy he won. Okay, for Entourage. The rest of the show, you know, it just became a, a little douchey for me. But you know, still, it was a great show. Uh, you know what I, I I don't know what to think of is uh, the Love Comes Softly 10th Anniversary Collection. We mentioned the Christmas special. I had no idea that there were 10 of these films. I'd heard of them. They're all, of course, based on uh, Jeanette Oakey's uh, novel series. And it's all it's kind of very uh, Little House on the Prairie-ish. But there are friggin' 10 of these movies and uh, a lot of people in them. I mean, Catherine Heigl and January Jones and Cloris Leachman and Sean Astin. And we've already talked about Cloris Leachman and Sean Astin and other Christmas things. Whoa, 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 whoa. So anyway, Catherine Heigl's in this? Yeah, look, she's oh. right on the, on the cover. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, one Marcos. Anyway, that's a that's a tenth anniversary collection, a nice boxed set of these uh, these things, which uh, somebody out there must love them because they wouldn't have released it otherwise. Wade, uh, for the uh, for the elderly father or mother in your life, ah uh, yes, for Christmas, here's uh, you yes. should get them. You should get them the complete series of Columbo. Now, Columbo was a uh, it was a very popular detective series that was uh, it was kind of one, it was kind of a hit show. It definitely yeah. made like the top ten. And we're talking about like you know like like the late sixties to 70s, mid early seventies. Yeah. I think it premiered in sixty eight, and it lasted until seventy eight. Uh, there were seven seasons of this thing, and it was uh, the the only reason why the show worked was because of the iconic portrayal of Columbo by Peter Falk. Yeah, he's the rumpled uh, detective who would always like you know it, just when you thought he was stumped mm-hmm. and he was he he, he blew it he missed the lead. He's going back to the drawing board. He's yeah. leaving the he's leaving the, the the perp's house after an unsuccessful questioning. He would turn around and then he'd say, "Um, just one more thing." <laughs> That's great. And then the one more thing was always like, you know, I know you're guilty. You ever you ever heard Kevin Pollock's impression story of uh, Peter Falk when he when Johnny when he did the Tonight Show and Johnny called him over to the, the chair and he wanted to do like you know five minutes from the chair because that's where the great comics always do their best material not in front of the mic but when they're talking to Johnny and he did his Columbo he did his uh, his Peter Falk impression and with the eye with the and and it, it, like about a month later he ran into Peter Falk at the at the grocery store and Falk walked up to him and said how do you do a thing with the eye. It's a great story. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a great story. You'll have to ask him. Uh, exactly. Uh, all right. Anyway, so um, no, but Falk had a glass eye. Yeah, he had a glass eye in his, in his right eye. Anyway, uh, he's this, a fallen angel. Huh? He's a fallen angel. That's why. What does that mean? It's wings of desire reference. Oh. Come on, keep up, man. Keep up. <laughs> anyway, Columbo. This is uh, look. Basically, this is just uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight DVDs with a package around it. So it's it's it's, it's no special packaging. Uh, but still, it's a fun show. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, That's folks, the real deal, baby. Folks, uh, honestly, 
Now I, I know this is not a Blu-ray; it's DVD. But if you were to get if you were to get this for your parents, oh my gosh, they will I love am, you forever. No, no, I am telling you, you should sit down and watch with them every any, episode, any three episodes, just just to wet your beak. Any three episodes yeah. of All in the Family. Yep, this thing is Hall of Fame. The complete season, the complete the series, season. all nine seasons. 213 episodes. This thing ran... For, this is like the quintessential 70s sitcom. This is when television changed. It was Mary Tyler Moore and MASH and All in the Family. Those are the three shows that changed television. All of them CBS shows. All of them were brought on to replace rural shows, you know, like Mayberry RFD and uh, Andy Griffith and all that kind of stuff. And this is just an, a legendary television show. Norman Lear became the man with this show. This was it. This is what elevated Norman Lear to just superstar producer status. Now, and, you you cannot make this show to... This never, show... here. Now, now we're we're talking we're talking the seventies, right? Oh my god! We're gosh. talking the early seventies. Yeah. I mean, this show is talking about is making jokes about yep. homosexuality, racism. Yep. There's an episode about rape. Yep. Now this is this is nineteen seventy one, two, three, four. This is not like uh, you know now. It's like now you go on uh, Twitter and people are joking about rape. It's yeah. horrible. But all the family they were joking about breast cancer and the Vietnam War on and, and on impotence and, and menopause. And I mean, this thing was unbelievably. And politically incorrect before we realized what politically incorrect was. True. To us, it was just funny. Yep. That was it. Yep. Now it's politically incorrect. Well, it is. it has amazing bonus features and uh, not just stupid bonus features, but like great bonus features. Like there's a 40-page book here with essays by uh, Tom Shales and uh, media professor Marty Kaplan, which gets into why this is such an unbelievably important and legendary show. Uh, the Television Revolution Begins, All in the Family is on the Air, a great documentary. Those Were the Days, The Birth of All in the Family, another great documentary, um, a, an interview with Norman Lear kind of looking back. I mean, it's just great. This is great. 28 DVDs, nine seasons, 213 episodes. You cannot go wrong with this. It is just absolutely great. And it's all repackaged, so it's slim. They come in regular size keep cases, but they've combined uh, the bonus disc and the seasons and everything is kind of much. It's all new packaging. It's just terrific. Now, just to give you a sense of how popular it was, uh, American Idol right, had yep. eight consecutive number one seasons. Yep. The record that it broke was All in the Family because All in the Family was number one for five seasons. Very true. From 71 to 76. Yep. That's how popular it was. And this thing is a complete total must buy. Yep. I, honestly, guys, you really uh, you will laugh like you never you will you'll hear stuff and you'll be like, oh my, I can't believe you just said that. I know, and it's funny and clever. That's it's so not good. done for shock value. It's, it's done because it is funny. It's great. You know, what's also funny, kind of, I guess, the all in the family of its time, if we can say that. In our segue is the uh, Friends complete series on Blu-ray. Finally, yay! All 10 seasons, 236 episodes on 21 discs, completely remastered for Blu-ray, so it looks better even than when you started watching it on the non-high-def version. Uh, this never looked better. They, uh, I, I didn't even realize. This show was shot, I always thought it was shot on, on film look video. They shot this on 35. They completely remastered the 35 negatives. They went to the negatives, dude. They re- I mean, what a waste of money. Why shoot that on 35? Oh, it's friggin' brilliant. Love it. Uh, and all, to, all just great extras on here. Uh, do- documentaries and uh, vi- the uh, Ellen DeGeneres show when they, uh, when they showed up. Um, Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, music video. I mean, it's just on and on. It's, just, it's fantastic. This is a great box set. Anyone who loves Friends, they are just going to go nuts. You've got to get them Friends on Blu-ray. It's a completely new experience. 
Wade, an, 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 an old experience is enjoying Mel Brooks. Now, Mel Brooks, uh, he is a, he's an icon. That's all there is to it. Love Mel Brooks. And uh, there is a funky little DVD, CD, book set. Very compact looking, though. From the good folks at Shout Factory, who we always love Shout Factory stuff. It's called The Incredible Mel Brooks and Irresistible Collection of Unhinged Comedy. Now, this, is a, uh, this has got five uh, DVDs, not Blu-rays, and a CD. It's got episodes. It, it, you know, it, it, it spans Mel Brooks's career. A lot of his great, uh, you know, just hallmark appearances on television and uh, some of his comedy bits. There's uh, uh, 2,000-Year-Old Man is here. There's episodes of Get Smart, which he co-created. There's uh, Sid Caesar stuff. There's a CD with comedy bits and songs. There's a 60-page booklet. There's uh, there's like a one-man, kind of this one-man show thing with Mel Brooks that's on there called An Audience With. And uh, there's a documentary, I Thought I Was Taller, Short History of Mel Brooks. And uh, there's Mel Brooks and Dick Cavett talking to each other. It's just great stuff. This is almost like Mel Brooks' entire 65-year career in like one little... The one little tiny teensy weensy box set, the the incredible Mel Brooks, highly recommended. Awesome, awesome. All right, Mark, um, going to get into the last little stretch of television here. It's like the longest show we've ever done. I know, but you know, it's Christmas, man. It's it's, you have any more it's, giveaways? it's the holidays. You have more giveaways In, it, right now. Ugh. I'm going to first recommend some uh, History Channel stuff, and then I'm going to do a, some giveaways courtesy of PBS. If you want some educational stuff, some nonfiction stuff, we are talking the universe in 3D on Blu-ray. History in 3D on Blu-ray, and then the collector's edition uh, on uh, DVD of Ancient Aliens, uh, originally seen on H2. I don't even know what half these networks are anymore. Uh, all of these are, you know, perfectly acceptable and decent uh, History Channel documentary series, and uh, the ones, uh, you know, the universe in 3D and history in 3D are, uh, you know, it's rock solid. It's not great. It's not going to blow you away. But there are people who really, really admire these things, and they like the craft of it, and uh, they'll enjoy it. It's very educational. But now, Mark, these are some cool giveaways. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. I have to prepare myself. Okay, right here. I actually have these physically. These are not going to. These are going to come straight from us. Uh, PBS sent us a beautiful box of uh, of DVDs giveaway sets. We've got stargazing. We are going to give away. And I'm going to tell you right now, we've got to move this show along. We've got to get into the end. Uh, if, you send a, uh, if you send us an email with uh, stargazing, one word, S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-I-N-G, in the uh, subject line, we will put you in the running to be one of four lucky people who wins this from the PBS Explorer collection. This is awesome. This includes uh, 400 Years of the Telescope, Hubble's Amazing Rescue, The Journey to Palomar, Seeing in the Dark, and Telescope Hunting the Edge of Space. This is every space person's love. That's four boxed sets, five discs, stargazing. We're going to give away. We're also going to give away two sets of Mars the Red Planet, also from the PBS Explorer collection. Uh, this includes Can We Make It to Mars? Is There Life on Mars? Welcome to Mars, Mars Dead or Alive. We're giving away two of those. Send us an email with Mars in the subject line. And then we're also going to give away four of Health and Fitness, Yoga for the Rest of Us with Peggy Cappy, Volume 1. If you're a yoga fan, you're going to love this. Uh, easy Yoga for Arthritis, Heart Healthy Yoga, Back Care Basics. Probably going to give that to your parents. And... Finally, 
We have four Inspector Lewis Series 5 copies to give out with uh, Kevin Whiteley, Lawrence Fox, and Rebecca Front. Uh, This is a great uh, UK detective series, and uh, if you like it, then get in the running for Series 5. This is the... uh, we got four of these to give away. So send us for these latter two... Uh, Yoga for the Health and Fitness Volume 1, if you want to be one of the four winners of that. And if you want to be uh, one of the four winners of Inspector Lewis, just put Lewis. So that'll be Lewis, or Yoga, or Mars, or Stargazing, if you want to be in the running to win one of these from PBS. Thank you, PBS. Thanks, PBS. If if you're wondering where uh, where your pledge dollars go... That's where. <laughs> Go to the, the creation of uh, Blu-rays and DVDs that are then sent to you people. And uh, Doctor Who fans, well, BBC fans, first of all, I, I want to recommend the Terence Radigan collection, who's a, who's a tremendous playwright, did a lot of great stuff that uh, was filmed for British television, featured a lot of amazing actors uh, back in the day, Sean Connery and Judi Dench and uh, Colin Firth and... Really just awesome stuff. And uh, that, this includes, you know, he wrote the Browning version, right, in separate tables, right, which were made into, you know, other movies a long time ago. This includes Heart to Heart, Touch of Venus, uh, Separate Tables, French Without Tears, Winslow Boy, also made twice as a movie, uh, the Browning version, Adventure Story, After the Dance, and The Deep Blue Sea. So uh, this is a lovely set. It's been out for a while. BBC uh, releases it again every season, so you should check that out. Also from BBC, a bunch of Doctor Whos this season. Um, the Greatest Show in the Galaxy from the Sylvester McCoy years. Uh, Death to the Daleks from the John Pertwee years. I'm looking at these and I'm thinking of watching The Hobbit again the other day. It reminded me so much of these. Uh, you know, British people in video speaking in accents. Vengeance on Veros from the Colin Baker years. Uh, the Patrick Trufton years, The Seeds of Death. That's a two-disc special edition. Um, the uh, Ambassadors of Death, another John Pertwee set. Uh, Spearhead from Space, that's another John Pertwee. Uh, the, the Crotons from the Patrick Trufton years. And Planet of Giants from the William Hartnell years. That's in the early 60s. Man, he's, that's back when they were old, gray-haired guys. And the Peter Davidson years, Resurrection of the Daleks Special Edition. And then, of course, there is a Series 7 Part 1 of the new Doctor Who, which is uh, you know all high-resolution high and uh, all spanking cool and high production value. Wait, I love it. I'm not a big Doctor Who fan, as you know. I don't get it. There's a phone booth, and it makes no sense to me. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Uh, so okay, so uh, old movies now, Mark. We're uh, now. You end. know what? It's it's so funny how sometimes you you, you get these uh, box sets where they take like random movies and put them together based on genre. Yeah. Sometimes it's maybe one studio, one distributor. They own a bunch of movies. They want to kind of get them off the shelves, box them up, find a theme, put it out there. From uh, uh, Mill Creek, I don't know what prints they use. I don't know where they got these, but there are boatloads of great movies. These are three box sets, a hundred movies on 24 discs, great Western classics. These, inc- I mean, yeah, and this is, this is, this is really affordable stuff. I mean, this it's, is very affordable. That, that's why, again, there's no extras. Uh, the, the, but people uh, love these It's good stuff. You know what? Look, the yellow rose of Texas is great. There's so there's a hundred of these on this. And by the way, they package these really well. So they really, Get these things in tight in this box, but uh, there's there's the uh, there's I don't know, there's so many good movies. The Lone Rangers in here, the Laramie Kid is in here, uh, McClintock is in here with John Wayne. I mean, you got Roy Rogers movies, you got uh, you know you got uh, John John Wayne Shatner's in White Command. She got come on Shatner, he can't be Shatner from totally. 1968. Tex Ritter movies, Errol Flynn, 
Gene Autry. I mean, so many great, uh, so many great westerns. I, again, you you know, you're not going to see the Searchers here, but uh, it doesn't matter because there's just too many uh, damn good westerns. Now, the other one, they have three. This is great western classics, 100 movies and 24 discs. This one, probably my actually, this is my favorite one. This is 100 movies, greatest mystery classics. Now, greatest mystery classics. We're talking now. This is during the studio years, so you get like a lot of these big stars who just went from film to film to film. Uh, you get like Basil Rathbone and Yul Brenner and Ralph Bellamy and Glenn Ford, James Cagney, Eric von Stroheim. I mean, so many, you know, so many great. No, Noah Beery from Rockford Files. Noah Beery. Yeah. Get some. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just so much great stuff. So there's a lot of great films in here. Uh, Peter Lorre also is here. Angela Lansbury, Orson Welles, Raymond Burr, Edward G. Robinson. A hundred films. Again, is it. You know, Orson Welles' greatest films? No. But for genre films of the studio era, there's a lot of great stuff on greatest awesome. mystery classics. Finally, we have 100 movies, 24 discs. The last Mill Creek uh, box set that we can recommend is called Greatest Family Classics. This is stuff from Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney, Frank Sinatra, Jimmy Durante, James Cagney, Gary Cooper, Sid Charisse, The Andrews Sisters, Ask Your Parents, Kirk Douglas. I mean... There's a lot of great stuff on here. I mean, literally, there's like, uh, there's 100 movies. If each one is 90 minutes, that's like 900 minutes of movies or something like that. Sweet. Wait, wait what's, what's 90 times 100? 90 times 100 is uh, 9,000. Okay, so there's 9,000 minutes yeah. of movies. So if you want to get your Harry Carey on, your Bing Crosby on, your Kirk Douglas, Sid Charisse, Great Dancing, The Kid. By the way, Charlie Chaplin is on here, which is great. Kid Dynamite is also on here. Uh, Jane Eyre, an early Jane Eyre from 1934, also on here. Uh, Star is Born, the uh, 1937 version is on here. There's, that's My Baby's on here. It's just, I mean, there's, there's 100 of these things. Love it. It's just great stuff. Bob Hope is on this thing. 100 movies. 100 movies. Greatest family classics. Anyway, this is great stuff. You know what? It's a great stocking stuff because it's not a lot of money. You get a lot of movies for it. And uh, it's great from Mill Creek. And uh, TCM also have the has some uh, Turner Classic Movies Greatest Legend Collections. We get these are four films on one set for Cary Grant, James Stewart, and Spencer Tracy, three of the greatest actors who've ever lived. Uh, Cary Grant has Mr. Blanding's Bill's Dream House, Night and Day, Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer, and My Favorite Wife. There is not a ringer there. They're all great. Uh, the James Stewart collection includes Spirit of St. Louis, FBI Story, Shop Around the Corner, and The Stratton Story. Shop Around the Corner is so good. And um, the Spencer Tracy collection, Captain's Courageous. Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. Boys Town, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Bad Day at Black Rock. These are 12 brilliant films, amazing actors. You cannot go wrong. And then lastly, before we get into this very special final treat... Uh, we have some movie collections just to recommend from Mill Creek. Uh, they are Blu-rays that have two films on them, or they are uh, DVDs that have four films on them. And uh, you should check it out at the Mill Creek website. They got all these things there. Uh, but a lot of these are just really terrific. The Good Mother and Angie with Gina Davis is a Blu-ray. Um, Michael Keaton in One Good Cop and Melanie Griffith in A Stranger Among Us. Not so bad, you know, middling films. Uh, Color of Night, which is terrible, and Playing God, which is embarrassing, also in a double feature that makes for a very campy good time. 
The Doctor and Stella is a great double feature. A great double feature. The Doctor is such an underrated film. uh, Really an underrated film. And then uh, Bette Midler starring in Stella. Very, very good. And Blaze and Billy Bathgate is another Blu-ray double feature. Puppet Masters and Deep Rising. Simple Twist of Fate and Unstrung Heroes is really a great double feature. And then Mafia and the Crew if you want to get uh, get your laughs on. The uh, four four film collections are uh, some of the better ones. Hudson Hawk, Hollywood Homicide, Lone State of... uh, Lone Star State of Mind and The Fan. I didn't mind The Fan. That's a baseball film. No, that movie's terrible. It's Tony Scott. Come on. He died. Yeah, well, yeah, he did. Terrible. And, you know, they're, they're really not sure exactly what killed him. I know. Which is really bizarre. One of my all-time favorite films is Birdie, which they pair here with Gardens of Stone, Francis Coppola, Avalon. Come on. Avalon. I love oh my gosh, Avalon. Barry Levinson. Yep. And The Last Detail Look, with Jack Nicholson. This is amazing. All four of these. I mean, that's an amazing four uh, four films. It's a four-banger, Wade. Oh, a four it's banger. amazing. Uh, I got one here with a bunch of uh, Sean Connery and Burt Reynolds and uh, other stuff. Let me see what the, we're wrapping the show up. Uh, you know what? This is a good one, too. This is a good one. Uh, we're, we're Sleeping Dogs Lying, No Mercy, Scenes of the Crime, and Relentless. Four really good thrillers on that. So those are all Mill Creek things. And, you know, lastly, here we go. Before we uh, kind of give our, our, uh, our goodbye, um, uh, some people have uh, talked, again, about the Lawrence of Arabia set. You know, Robert Harris has been uh, widely praised for doing the original restoration. He's been talking a lot about it. And some people emailed us and said, you know, Robert Harris, he's the, he's the god of, uh, of film restoration. He had some reservations about things on the Hitchcock set. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to call Bob up, and I'm going uh, to get him to talk about Lawrence and the Hitchcock films and to uh, give everybody a little bit of holiday insight into what it is that he does. And, um, you know, he he's, he's floats around on the Internet, so. Here is my holiday interview with the great archivist, film historian, restoration expert, Robert A. Harris. We are here speaking with Robert A. Harris, renowned archivist and film historian, who has uh, kindly taken some time out of his very busy day to talk to our, uh, our listeners about primarily the, uh, the new Blu-ray set of Lawrence, which we have already recommended to all of you and which is uh, quickly becoming one of the most highly acclaimed and uh, hotly desired Blu-ray releases in history. Uh, Bob, thanks so much for talking with us today. Could you could tell us what your feelings are? Because you, you often uh, are very forthright with your opinions about Blu-rays that do and do not meet your expectations and your high standards. And uh, being the man who restored Lawrence in the first place uh, over 20 years ago, um, this has got to be a big deal. What are your feelings about the new Blu-ray set? Well, it, it's, a, it's a very big deal, Wade. Um, I go back into this, I, I'm just trying to think, it's got to be three or four years ago that Grover Crisp, who's the senior VP of Asset Protection at, uh, at Sony, Columbia actually, we sat down and looked at the old HD master and came to the uh, final concept that it really wasn't going to work for Blu-ray. And there were two ways around it, and they both meant going back to 65-millimeter original elements. My suggestion, knowing the corporate mindset, was to go back to one of the two 65-millimeter interpositives that I had created. Interpositives are uh, very low low contrast, very fine-grained positives that are used to make printing negatives, so that your audience understands that. Um, But they're done by Wetgate, so they hide probably 90% of the problems that you're going to find in an original negative of that age. And in Lawrence... 
there were a myriad of problems. It was literally a Pandora's box of, of scratches and uh, tears, uh, pulled perfs. I mean, it, it was something that really will not print any longer. It's it's that bad. And we went around on this, and uh, Grover finally got back to me and said, well, we're going back to the original negative. And I warned him once again, but... Um, he has been, for a number of years now, in my humble opinion, the best in the industry. And uh, he and I broke the 4K barrier at the the same time. He was doing uh, Dr. Strangelove. I was doing the Godfather films. And he's always right at the peak of what, what he's doing. And he decided to take this on. And I think my initial warning to him is that it could be job-altering. Um I mean, it's the immensity of the job is horrific. But he did it. He got through it. Um, I saw various incarnations of the film as color was being applied and made corrections. And, um, you know, he was kind enough to make me part of the digital restoration. So I'm 100% on it. I'm, I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more thrilled. And as I told him, both David Lean and Freddie Young would be thrilled. Well, that's that's incredibly high praise. And, and I have to say, I mean, I have now watched uh, every solitary second of everything on uh, all three discs of the uh, the big box set. And uh, it really is. It's, a, it's not just witnessing a classic uh, done right. Seeing it, uh, seeing every single uh, frame of every featurette and every documentary uh, look just so beautiful, but especially the film itself. Um, l- let me ask you, uh, how, the just in terms of the the process of restor- uh, of restoring it digitally, it's it's a 4K restoration, but it was done in higher resolution. It was scanned in higher resolution as well, and a lot of people are, are somewhat confused about that. Well, you Could, you always want to scan at a higher resolution than the film right. to make sure that you have everything that's on your film element, be it negative, positive, whatever it happens to be. But there's really no infrastructure for handling 8K at this point, nor is there a reason. So everything was done at 4K. And just to clear up something that, that I keep seeing questions online, when you say something is being scanned at 8K, it is 8K, but it is the resolution of 4K because what you're doing is scanning a piece of film that's twice as wide as 35 millimeter. So there are approximately 8,000, 8,100, uh, whatever the number happens to be, pixels from perforation to perforation. So it is not a higher resolution than 35. It's the same resolution. But like any large format production, be it Technorama or VistaVision or Super Panavision, what you have, what have you, um, because the negative is twice the size or larger, the grain structure appears to be smaller. You're blowing it up less. But so, but the so 8K it is it what it really is. Um, it is enabling you to capture at 4K resolution, the entire negative from side to side. So as I understood it, it was scanned at 8K, restoration work was done in 6K, and the... No, in in 4K, 4K. I believe. Okay. 
All right. So, but what I think people want to make sure of is that we are we're not compromising. We're getting the full 70 millimeter resolution in this current form. Now, neither neither Grover nor I compromise. That's good to know, and and that puts a lot of uh, minds and hearts at ease. Um, where would you say that the new Lawrence uh, ranks kind of on the uh, the echelons of uh, of reference standard Blu-ray releases? Because there are a lot out there. For years, you know, my my uh, partner Mark and I we've been calling the uh, the Blade Runner set one of the the more impressive Blu-rays out there. And recently, a lot of very very impressive Blu-rays have been released. Where does Lawrence kind of rank among them? Do you think? Well. You have to look at the, the the film for what it is supposed to look like, and as long as you're capturing the film um, at 100% resolution, you've succeeded. Because it is a large format film, it's going to appear better than anything that's 35 millimeter. But the intent is to recreate the look of cinema for home theater. And if you're successful in doing that, you've created a successful Blu-ray. Uh, both Grover and I, uh, as I said, were working at 4K early on. That's is back to 2007. He was doing Dr. Strangelove. I was doing the Godfather films. Those are very successful Blu-rays in recreating the look of the film. Is there anything out there at this time that looks as good as Lawrence of Arabia as a classic film? I don't think so, but that's because of a fully exposed negative, 65 millimeter origination, and a properly done HD master. Let me uh, segue from there then to some films that uh, you have been critical of online, and which uh -oh. a lot of our a lot of our listeners uh, jumped on, which was the Hitchcock set. A lot of people. Look at the price tag on the Hitchcock Blu-ray set, and they think, wow, that's a lot of money. Those films had better look really good. And you have been very vocal about uh, what you consider to be problems on that set. Just to clarify this, could you get into specifically which films and what the issues are that you have on that set? One of the problems with the Hitchcock set is that there seems to be a disconnect between marketing and production in that the marketing people are pushing it as a totally restored set, but that was never the intent from the people that were doing the actual work. And that work was predicated upon budgets and the ability to take the films and put potentially millions of dollars into restoring them. They did a, a beautiful job on the, the easy ones, um, Shadow of a Doubt, uh, saboteur, which are black and white. They went from nitrate, fine-grained masters, and they're quite beautiful, and they're very film-like. Universal does have a kind of a modus operandi of degraining a bit and messing with the grain structure and the image. Uh, they did this on some of the films, but the reality is that some of the transfers are older transfers. One of the big problems is Hitchcock's final film, which is Family Plot. Um, a lot of digital work done on that. It wasn't a great master to begin with, and the image literally is pixelating. And that's just not something that should be in a $200 set, or more than $200 set, whatever it happens to be. Um, could they have fixed it? Could they have rescanned it at 4K, down res to 2, cleaned it up a bit? 
absolutely it wouldn't have been, been a you know a big deal. Um, Vertigo, I think they generally did a very nice job, but didn't go far enough in that the opening of the film, the closing of the film, are from very faded negative, and they were able to correct that in fully exposed scenes, but not in not fully exposed scenes. And the opening and closing are basically unacceptable. Generally, 90% of the film, it looks terrific. Rear window generally looks terrific. Um, Men Who Knew Too Much is probably the, the killer for me in the set because the original negative is faded and damaged. And what they used was a uh, VistaVision interpositive, again, one generation away from original negative. And the interpositive is fine, but the original negative was faded. And that film really did need to go through a restoration. And it wasn't done. So what you're seeing is a film element that should not be seen by the public, warts and all. And I think Hitchcock and and everyone involved with that show would be displeased, let's put it that way. Do you, considering that the studios really love any excuse to uh, double dip and reissue these things, uh, no matter how irate it makes people who think that they've made their last purchase, um, do you feel like there's a, there's a hope that Universal will go back and, and fix the films that need fixing and do the work that needs to be done and uh, perhaps reissue another ultimate set at some point in the future? I doubt it. I doubt it. I think this is probably it. Um, Blu-ray really isn't the concern there. Though. The concern for the five films that are owned by the family is will they survive? Yeah. Because uh, they're you know 1950s acetate which gets vinegar syndrome and can start deteriorating. Uh, you, know, you have a lot of color fading. You have a lot of problems in there. And the films have made tens of millions of dollars since 1983. And to think that they can't go back and reinvest a little bit of that money into saving what are treasures, uh, it, it's kind of unconscionable. Well, perhaps the the renewed interest in Hitchcock through the uh, Fox Searchlight film Hitchcock will um, maybe spur somebody to uh, do the right thing. We can only hope, I guess. That would be nice. Well, last question, which dovetails from that as well. Uh, the article recently in the Atlantic that was talking about the, uh, the the very unlikely scenario that I think none of us really anticipated, where they they can't make prints anymore of these movies. Uh, we I think everyone always thought that. Digital was the future. Digital was, would mean that these movies would live forever and that they'd look better than ever and they'd never go away. And now we're finding out that actually digital and, um, and chemical photo printing actually kind of need each other in a way. Could you address all these challenges uh, related to film restoration and preservation and all these archival concerns going forward? Where are we right now in, in, on the timetable of being able to save and preserve our old movies? And what do we have to be concerned with? How many hours do we have? Oh, well, <laughs> in, in, in a nutshell, just so that uh, so, you well, know, first some of all, activist listeners can know what they can do. To create real asset protection, um, you create a photochemical negative recorded back from your data files. So you have it on film because data files corrupt. You have to be constantly cloning them. Um, I don't think anyone really knows what the life of a data file is. 
it, it, it's probably somewhere between uh, seven years and eternity, whichever is, whichever is shorter. Um, one of the problems is that original prints are basically disappearing. Some are held by collectors, some are held by archives. The studios generally don't save many prints because you have to store them. Universal had their tragic fire a couple of years ago, and quite a few of their prints were destroyed in that. And if you don't have a decent print, you then have to go out and make one. And can you make one? Absolutely. Do you need to restore the film to make one um, unless you have you know, horrific fading or negative damage? No, you don't, because there are interpositives, there are fine grains, you have dupe negatives for printing. But the problem is that with lab shutting down, if you take a negative from one laboratory and move it to another, there's something called timing. And basically what that is, is color correcting or getting your densities correct from shot to shot. Every time there's a splice in, the, in your original negative, you are creating different numbers, different timing uh, to make everything appear to be cohesive. You have shots that are you know, done under different lighting conditions, different days, and they have to appear to be a, a continuum of shots to tell the story. So the numbers that are used by one lab normally can't be used by another. Sometimes you can uh, go through them and see if there's an overall change that you can make so that it can be printed. But you still have to do a test print, and then you have to do some additional work. So where, let's take a 35-millimeter print, where it may cost $3,000 to make a print, it's now going to cost you $7,000 or $10,000. There's a, a number in the um, in the article that's incorrect, that, which someone came up with $50,000 to make a black and white print, and that's wrong. We can make a 70-millimeter print for $50,000. Got it. But it, it, it's a matter of allowing the asset protection executives, and every studio has one, and they're all good at this point, uh, you have to give them the time to go in and scan those original negatives and do whatever restorative efforts are necessary on each and every film to create the data files to be used in what are called DCPs, or digital cinema packages, which can be run in the theaters. And that's going to take time. So but, time is a, is a factor, but then we also have all these issues of the shutting down of the labs and people not manufacturing uh, print stock anymore, is it, is, it, is it likely or even possible that uh, somewhere down the line that these labs will resurrect or a lab will resurrect or someone will, will begin printing stock again strictly for archival purposes where it will be kind of a downsized business model focused on archival and repertory rather than uh, general release? Is that, is that I, a I don't I don't see it. I don't see it because you're still shipping a 35-millimeter print, which weighs a couple of hundred pounds, and you know, as, as opposed to shipping a DCP, which weighs four pounds. Yeah. You, you want to overnight something, great. You get into the use of the prints, the inspection of the prints. Has a theater scratched it? Has a theater damaged footage that's now been cut out? So you have the entire inspection process 
where with a DCP, you keep running it, and you know, unless something gets corrupted, you're fine. And and that to me is the way to go. Got it. So digital. I, really I, I is just don't see. Digital. I don't see the labs coming back. I see them doing uh, intermediate work, but not really making prints at this point. So digital is the way of the future, then. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. And I think it's good. I don't have a problem with it. Because uh-huh. when these things are done correctly, you can make it look like film. Brilliant. Robert Harris, you are, uh, you are a gift to this industry, and we deeply appreciate all the effort that, uh, that you do. And uh, it, is, it does not go unnoticed by our listeners either. They, uh, they, a lot of them monitor you and, and read your comments online, and um, Uh-oh. You, uh, you have a following. So <laughs> thank you for all that you do, and thank you for taking time out uh, during this My holiday My pleasure, season. Wade. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. All right, that w- and that was fun. It's always great talking to Bob. He's just uh, he's such an amazing guy. You know what, Mark? If you get fat over the holidays, I'm, I'm fat now. You should get yourself uh, one of these Biggest Loser. Here, I'm going to leave you with the. How about these two Biggest Loser uh, things? Power Ab Blast and Power X Train. You want you want those? That'd be you, know, the- you know what the problem with the show is? You know, look. How if, about Body Blast? If, if you want to lose weight, you don't need Power Ab Blast. Just eat less and exercise more. You don't need. Power- how about? You how don't about need this crap? Stop it! How about Billy Blanks Jr. Dance Party Boot Camp? Oh my god! Or or Denise Austin Shrink Your Five Fat Zones? Oh or would you believe Jane Fonda AMPM Yoga? Or would you believe? Or would you believe Fit in a Flash Denise Austin? Or maybe uh, Jimmy Pena's Pray Fit Thirty Three Day Body Toning System? That'll take you right into January, and you'll just be all worked up. Or maybe even Step Up Revolution Dance Workout. Come on, Mark. God, how old is Denise Austin? She was around like when I was a. I'm telling you, it's because she works out. Yeah, but she's got to be. She works like, out. 50, you know, I'm, I'm looking that up because <laughs> I remember thinking she was so. This was like during like the years when uh, when like aerobic shows were first on TV, and know, uh, right? she was one of the original kind of like aerobic babes. Yep. She's 55. There you go. Wow. All right. Well, listen, everybody, it has been good. This is a marathon show, but we wanted to get all this stuff covered and uh, make sure that you had options for good gifts, uh, expensive and cheap and new and old and everything in between, and to be able to make somebody happy uh, within your uh, within your price zone and within your price range and within all expectations. It should be a good holiday for everybody, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or Christmas or something else, or whether you're not even religious, but you just want to be getting in on the, on a good feeling within the season. It doesn't matter. Just join in. It's a, it's a holiday season for everybody. Um, and that said, uh, remember, we got a whole bunch of giveaways, and uh, you, know, you can only apply to one. So send us only one email for whichever giveaway you really want to be a part of at uh, godsatdigigods.com. Join make the sure, Facebook page. Join the Facebook page. Make sure that your email is date-stamped no later than December 8th, 2012. And put your address in the body of the email. Put your address in the body of the email so that we can uh, then get this right out to you in time for the holidays and have the publicists for the other titles make sure that they get you then uh, in time for the holidays because that sometimes takes a little while. With that, Mark, what do we have to say? Anything? Any closing poems that you've written lately haiku yeah haiku Uh, hang on i I, I will now improvise a haiku okay thanks to our listeners for (laughs) for listening to our show you make it worthwhile yeah yeah all right merry christmas happy hanukkah and everything else bye everybody Christmas comes this time